morning, listeners. It's your boy, Mason Taylor, a.k.a. Pushin' P. Hey, guys. It's your boy, Alex, a.k.a. Dark Chocolate Chuck Kind Bar. <laughs> and welcome to our 28th episode of Where's, Where's the Action? Hi. Woohoo. Here we go. I think we're on a hot streak right now. If I'm being honest, we've I mean, we've been banging them out. We're mm, we're we're rocking and rolling <laughs> with these podcasts. We are. Well, should we just dig into full disclosure? I think we should. Yeah, let's just jump right into our full disclosure segment. Um, we're jumping in. We're both feeling good today. We're in the some, deep end of the pool now. Got some, got some uh, turntables for, for today's podcast. Uh, so today we're actually recording this on a nice Wednesday night at 9.35 Eastern time. Um, 8.35 Central. Yep. Yep. So not our typical Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings, but yeah, we actually changed up schedule. We're doing it this uh, Wednesday night. So we'll see if um, we'll be awake by the end of the podcast. I might fall asleep, but uh, hopefully not. <laughs> I'll keep you up. Don't worry. But listen, <laughs> we haven't done a night pod in quite a while. I think this is back to our our roots. I really think we thrive in the nighttime environment. I don't know. I mean, we're night owls, right? We're partying, we're clubbing, we're out on the town, you know, doing the walk of shame the next day. I've never done the walk of shame. I don't think <laughs> the only walk of shame I have on Sunday morning is walking back from Target with a shopping bag full of English muffins and and uh, energy drink. And not going to church. <laughs> well, now that you mention it, uh, <laughs> no, I look, um, I'm a spiritual guy. I'm, I believe I believe but you know oh, that's a whole other let's do a religion podcast next how did it how did it already get off the rails 20 seconds in is god real <laughs> i was speaking oh my god i played this computer game this morning um csgo and there's this guy who was just reading like bible verses the whole time <laughs> on csgo <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, this is just really killing the mood in the game. He's like, thou shalt not kill as someone headshots him. Yeah, I'm like, who is this guy? What is this? I mean, this is not church. This is CSGO. Some people, that is their church. church. (laughs) On a Wednesday morning. That is something. All right, I'll be honest. It was me. I used a voice modification, but anyway, yes. So Wednesday night pod. I don't think we've ever done a Wednesday night pod before. Uh, maybe we have, maybe we haven't. I don't know. My memory's foggy, just like a London morning. So with that being said, yes, we are doing Wednesday pod. The next point for full disclosure, it just simply says the word cockroach. Now, I haven't even told Alex about this story yet. This literally happened probably three hours ago, maybe two. So before we started watching the movie, keep in mind, we just watched the movie for this episode right before this podcast. We, we, you know, watched the end credits roll. We hopped off our TV, hopped on our laptop, set up our mics. We're ready to go for this review. Right before the movie started, I was taking a whiz in the bathroom, standing up number one style. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, into the toilet. That's where it's going. And my sink is right next to it. So it's kind of out of arm's length for me, even though I've been told I have lengthy arms, I could not reach the sink from the toilet. I can reach the cold faucet, but that's about it. So I'm peeing there. You know, I'm standing around. I'm looking around. I'm a little bored. It's a long stream. 
So I look around and I look in the sink. So I look in the little bowl of the sink. What do I see but a two inch long cockroach crawling in my sink? Now, what would be your first inclination? You'd want to smash it, right? The problem was, (laughs) the problem was I was on the toilet. I was still peeing and I couldn't Uh get over there to smash the cockroach. So what I did was I turned on the, the cold water and had to like splash it onto him. So it would kind of drown him a little bit. So he couldn't crawl away because then I would miss him. So here I am still peeing with one hand reaching over, pouring water on this cockroach. I finally stopped peeing. I don't even flush. I go straight. I find the closest thing I could to crush this thing, which is a vitamin pill bottle. Shout out one a day men's vitamins, which I never take. It's a full bottle. It's been full for about five years. And so what I do is I, what I did, I, I picked it up and I started smashing this cockroach. I mean, repeatedly, his legs were all over. His antenna were all over. When I lifted it up, he was still alive. No wonder they, they survived the apocalyptic comets that hit the earth or whatever. I mean, this was insane. This guy was holding on for dear life with one leg. He was crawling up. And I think I literally heard him say, help me. But I, I literally, I just had to keep, keep smashing him. Eventually, I just like ground him into a pulp and washed him. I took a picture of him. Maybe I'll post it with the Insta post for this episode. Wow, you should have gave, uh, <laughs> gave it to you. Should have gave it to your fish. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Let him drown. See what the, see what BP does. Yeah, you, uh, bless his heart. You, but that's my cockroach story. It was not fun. You fed BP today, right? I did. All right, you know what? We'll do a little BP update. So <laughs> I have been told that last week I may have been a little hostile towards my fish, my son BP. Um, this week. Well, really, the the three days that we've had since the recording, I have I have grown to love him. So really, he and I are best friends now. We talk about everything together. You know, we go out for walks. I I I I realized how fragile life truly is. So, you know, um, uh, Caroline's fish, her name is Sushi. And the problem is uh, her fish is on death's door. And it's literally probably five years old, but she she stands up like a plank. So it's not a, a horizontal fish anymore. It's a vertical fish. And it just kind of floats, floats around. The outside of the boat. Yeah, but she's still alive. Apparently, that's what they say. But I, that made me rethink how I've been treating BP. So I've been feeding him consistently. So every other day with four pellets in the morning uh, or when I remember to feed him is four pellets in the morning. Uh, sometimes I'll do a little dessert at night, so I'll do two pellets at night, but I really do respect the BP. I think he is going to be a companion for many years to come, and I'm happy that he's in my life. So I think that's the BP update that everyone was hoping for. So no, I did not kill him, and he's still alive. Because if you recall, we still had that New Year's bet that he has to make it a whole year. A whole year. I got to keep him alive for this. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Wow. I'm, I'm glad that you... um have changed your perspective on life <laughs> i have every <laughs> life is precious um good good uh, i'm glad uh bp's uh in more love he deserves it <laughs> thank you now speaking of Alrighty. life and death i noticed something died in your life <laughs> yeah so uh long and behold rest in peace to my keurig my keurig was probably two years old not even maybe two and a half years old <laughs> And so I was, I was, uh, <clears throat> so I, 
I ac- accidentally killed my key rig. <laughs> I was um I got I got like this notification on the screen saying like oh maintenance required you need to like clean the clean the the whole machine or whatever. And so I was like okay I'll clean it. And so looked up some YouTube tutorials, did what they did. So what they did was like run vinegar through the spouts and then run water like 300 times until the vinegar taste gets like away and so i did that and so like you have to like but well, before doing all that you have to like take apart the carry and like wash out all the pieces you know get all the uh caught up coffee grinds um like stuck in the pieces and so what I, yeah so i did that so when i was taking all the pieces apart one of the i guess one of the prongs that like goes and like um opens the uh, k-cup uh <laughs> like the prong like broke off <laughs> Like the metal part that pierces the veil of the cup yeah 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 and so there's there's three of them in the machine uh like i couldn't rem- like i couldn't tell where that specific one was located because you would think it would be the center but there was still a, a center prong so i'm not sure where this mysterious prong was supposed to go but anyways that piece fell out and i was like oh man i hope that doesn't like affect too much so i re so i reassembled the keurig uh, finished the cleaning process and I was like okay I'm gonna go test out my Keurig and so I put in you know K-Cup and then um, so one thing that was noticeably different so when I went to go push down the lever it wouldn't push down <laughs> it wouldn't like snap into place um, and so you know I would like try doing it again and like gently like close the lever and it wouldn't snap into place I'm like, oh no, this must be from the uh, the broken prong. <laughs> and so you really had to just roughen it up <laughs> and you had to like really just press down on it. So it just like snaps. I was like, okay, this is not gonna, <laughs> this is not gonna be good. <laughs> and so then when it, when I, after you click on the, uh, the amount of water you want to dispense and you click the dispense button, um, I noticed that the, the like the water was like coming out of like five different streams. <laughs> so it wasn't like one solidified water stream coming out. And so I was like, oh no. <laughs> and you can see like the coffee grinds getting everywhere. So Ooh. yeah, I I, uh, I broke or I killed my Kiri. Yeah. Wow. See, I could not say. End it. of an era. Yeah. So you said two nine, and a half years? Yeah, it was not that long. <laughs> Remember my my Keurig? I had it ever since uh, freshman year of college. Yeah, and it's still going, right? Yeah, still going strong. Although it does spurt, like you mentioned. It goes kind of... Because I used a reusable K-cup, and so sometimes it's unreliable when you press the thing down and then it shoots water through. It actually spills out over the sides of the Keurig. So I have to like have a wide mug. Like I use the Marvel mug you gave me because it's wide enough. Uh And it it catches all the streams of coffee coming out. <laughs> oh well see i use reusable k-cups so but like that might I, be your I, problem have you tried regular i don't have any regular oh but i oh. already threw out the key rig so <laughs> you already threw it out you didn't flip it <laughs> what am i gonna flip flip it for parts <laughs> yeah there's a lot of curry black deal markets out there oh uh, no i i already chucked it i was like this is not worth my time so now i need a new carrig. <laughs> all right listeners you know what to do Give give Alex a Keurig. Slide into the DMs of the pod to give Alex a Keurig. He needs one desperately. 
They only cost roughly fifty to a hundred dollars. So, which one do you want? There's a few. Uh, well, whatever Keurig. Wow, I had like it was pretty. It was a thick Keurig, so I don't mind the thick ones because like I think they hold more water, and then there's also like different more settings. But I don't play with any of the settings. All I just did was the same regular dispensed coffee, twelve ounce. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about Keurigs. Um, I just want a new one now. So hopefully I can buy one in the next week or so. I'll but, get you a Keurig but... that's thick with four C's in it. How about that? <laughs> okay. We'll use the budget and the sponsorship money that we've gotten with this podcast. <laughs> Listeners, when Somewhere. I say we've gotten millions of dollars from these sponsors, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> We're all, we put all our, 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 our money in Dogecoin. I was going to say crypto, right? <laughs> yeah, all crypto. Lucky the market's up. I put it all in Shibu Inu. Market is not up. Market is down. Well, the I stock know, market is down. I don't know about the... Uh, well, crypto is down as well. Yeah. My Shibu Inu, the one that you told me to get. I told I you put... to get. I think you did it yourself. <laughs> well, you were like, oh, bro, Shibu Inu is the hot new stuff out there. So, of course, well, yeah, logically, I, I bought it was $50. Blowing up. It was blowing up. But and then I, it blew I, down real quick. I didn't say to buy it. When you say, oh, it's blowing up, it's blowing up, that means buy it to me. I don't know. I don't think about things when I somebody says something. I just do it. But anyway, Shibu Inu is sinking me right now. What if, now hear me out. So you know how Elon Musk can say anything and then the Tesla stock will go up or down? What if us talking about Shibu Inu somehow makes Shibu Inu go up again? Hmm. All right. Buy Shiba. Buy Shiba. Buy Shiba. Well, wait, wait, wait. Well, now you can't say buy it. Because then people aren't going to buy it. Or will they? What do you mean? People, yeah, but it's the opposite. Buy it. No, 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 no. More people buy it, the price will go up. So we, so we, oh, so we have to say buy it. Yeah, because it's in a downward trend right now. So it needs to get back up. So when it's going down, you buy it. Well, yeah, you always buy stocks when it's going down so you can make a profit when it rises back up. Would you believe I work at a broker firm? <laughs> Come on, Charles. Wow. <laughs> I may have to beep that out later. I don't know if we can legally say it. Are we allowed to say it? Uh, you might not be, but I can. <laughs> Watch me get fired. They listen to all the old episodes. They're like, all right, we can't have this guy on board anymore. Um, anyway, We're speaking of all the money we've gotten from sponsors, <laughs> let's dig into yeah, the sponsor about- section of this. I, I, I used to say sponsorship, and I remember I tripped over it last time, but I got it right just now, And but I'm just going to refer to it as the sponsors. So, okay. Let's get into it. So first things first, I see here that we have blue corn tortilla chips. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm a big proponent of Target and their good and gather section of food. If you recall from the Chicky Nuggy video that we put on our Insta, that was good and gather Chicky Nuggies. They were very good. Now I'm on to good and gather organic blue corn tortilla chips. Now I'm on to them. They're very light. They're fluffy. I'll go ahead and read the tagline on the bag right now. It says, Good and Gathers organic tortilla chips are bursting with flavor and the perfect vehicle for hearty salsas, dips, and guacamoles. Made with no preservatives, these chips are delicious alone or alongside other taco night favorites. Now, I got to be honest with you. I'm very underwhelmed at this. I was promised a blue chip. Now, Alex, when I say blue corn tortilla chip, do you think the chip is going to be blue? Yes. I've seen- that would be the correct answer. Or... or, or- they're like purplish. They're not specifically blue, but 
yeah, they're different colored than regular yellow corn tortilla chips. Interesting. One would think that. However, uh-huh. I'm going to show to you the chip <laughs> that I have received in this bag. Now, what color is that to you? It looks like it's black. It's black. <laughs> it's a black chip. It's not black corn tortilla chip. It's a blue corn tortilla chip. If I want a blue chip, I want a blue chip. They 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 really gypped me here. They chipped me. I'm very upset with this product. And you know what it is? You know what the sad thing is? The bag is blue. They taunt you. Look at this. The bag is blue. <laughs> but the chip is black. So don't buy these blue corn tortilla chips expecting blue. You will get a black chip. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, but they're they're a good chip. It's very light. Very. Uh, I, I actually ate it with salsa while we were watching the movie. So uh, the salsa was uh, mild picante. So, of course, it was spicy for my taste. But that's a whole other issue. Anyway, I see that you have a sponsor here, too. And it's also food. <laughs> oh, yeah. So shout out to Costco Pastry um, again. Uh, I think I talked. Oh, yeah. The last time I talked was their uh, cinnamon buns. So this time I'm talking about their cinnamon sugar loaf. So <laughs> they sell these like loaves. They're like these pound cake loaves. And it's in a three pack. And I, I've never seen this cinnamon sugar loaf before. And so at first I originally didn't get it because one day I went there. I saw it. I didn't get it. I was like, I can't get it. I can't get it. Stay, stay, stay focused, like focus on everything else. Like you only came here for the healthy foods. But then like I went another day and I was like, oh, it's a sign. I came back. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, it's like, oh, it's three loaves. It's so much. Um, So I'm I'm, like sharing it with my brother. And so we got it. And this, this cinnamon sugar loaf, it's, 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 great in theory you, you would think and when you look at it it looks very good it's it's coated in brown brown sugar um it's just a lot of sugar on the top and then like on the inside it's kind of like swirly and it tastes exactly what you think it's just like a cinnamon sugar pound cake and yeah like i said it's great in theory but when you have a good amount of it <laughs> you start to feel very you start to feel very gross and just rethinking life <laughs> I think the the first day I had it, I had at least half, and it was a big, it was a big loaf. <laughs> it was a bit. I saw picture proof of this. <laughs> Man, I was just, I was just not having it. But um, in the past two, three days, we have finished two loaves of the uh, in the three pack. So now we only have one left, and and. And it tastes really, really good when you like heat it up as well. So like today I like put it in the oven um, and like wrapped it in foil and just see how it tastes. It tastes so much better when you're having it like microwaved. It's just the 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 heat consistency when it's all warm. Um, it's, it's just mind blowing. So if you do have the opportunity to go try it out, it's great in theory, but I would say you should it should share come with like with a, a diabetes warning. Yeah, <laughs> you should share it with a good amount of people or else you're going to get very sick <laughs> from all the sugar. <laughs> it looks uh, deadly. Like you show me the is, picture. I mean, it is it so looks, deadly. But was it respectfully bussing? Yeah, it was respectfully bussing like twice the amount of respectfully bussing category. <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. Um, but 
I think I would have to say I like the cinnamon buns more than the uh, the sugar loaf, just because it's not just pure sugar that you're biting into at times. <laughs> the podcast is going to be a, a Costco sponsor. Like you're just going to have a, a Costco different food item each week. You're going to try out eventually everything on their menu. Next, oh, you yeah. got to do the, the Costco wiener. The hot dog? Yeah. The 150 hot dog with a free soda. Or it's not really yeah. free. You get a soda and a hot dog for 150. There's no way they make money on that. It's a loss leader. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a loss leader. <laughs> the opportunity cost they could have if they raise the price. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my sponsor for today. So wow. go try it out. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go try that out. Okay. So the last sponsor on this list is actually not a food for once. We haven't done a non-food sponsor in quite a while. I actually got the brawn three-in-one trimmer. So if you guys remember last week, I've been keeping up with my facial hair. I've been told it's aesthetically pleasing. So with that being said, I wanted to trim it up a little bit. You know, I didn't want to look like I was giving myself the COVID vaccine under the West 7th Street Bridge every night. You know what I mean? I really wanted to clean up and I wanted to look nice. So I got this brawn trimmer, which happens to be the exact same trimmer I had before. It's just I lost all the attachments to the old one. So it's the exact same trimmer. Now I have two of them. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do uh, with the other one. Maybe I'll flip the other one. Who knows? <laughs> if you guys see a um, Facebook Marketplace ad in the Fort Worth area soon, that's going to be me. I'm going to be, be posting that razor. Uh, lightly the razor used. Crest. <laughs> used. Well, it's been lightly used. It's only been two used, years. But it's still in very good condition. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even say that. It's gotten waterlogged when I wash it out in the sink. I w- apparently, I read the instructions on this one. You're not even supposed to put it in the water. They they give you this little brush that you brush out the hair with. So I've been submerging it in the sink because I was just rinsing it off. But apparently, that kills it. This is the electric razor, right? Yeah. So you plug it into the wall and you charge it. So I believe it's a 10-hour charge time. So you do it overnight. But it's like 50 minutes off the charger. That's a lot of shaving in 50 minutes. Like I can shave my whole body bald, look like Mr. Clean looking, and then... <laughs> still have time left over so definitely a good Ooh. razor i would definitely check it out you'll probably see the the new stuff in the in the most recent post for this episode on the instagram once we do that that picture but yes yeah, so so definitely check out brawn that's the last sponsor for the episode brawn b-r-a-u-n i believe but yeah it comes with like it's a six in one styling kit it's got like four of those blades Wait, you could cut your hair with it too huh and you cut your own hair with it as well? Do they give like the longer clippers? Yeah. I mean, if are you able to cut your hair? Yes. Am I able to cut my hair? Absolutely not. <laughs> I would not trust myself that. But yeah, so you can you can do stubble, you can do contour edging, apparently. You can do short beard, hair clipping, long beard, or and get this, it comes with an ear and nose trimming attachment. Trimming. Wow. Nose trimming. I've never trimmed. Have you ever trimmed Wait, your nose ear, before? Ear trimming? Ear and hair. No, no. Ear and nose. I've never trimmed my ear or nose. I always pluck the nose and then I, I don't even know if I have really any significant hair in my ears. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really think so either. I've got so much wax buildup. I don't think anything can grow <laughs> So yeah, I I've never I've never um, really thought about that to be honest. <laughs> should I try? Should we do a Should we do a video where it's just us trimming our nose and ear hair? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be. We would definitely get kicked off wherever we post that. 
feel like oh. put on a watch list or something. Interesting content here. <laughs> probably already been done. They're probably doing it at the hype house every day. <laughs> the hype house. Oh, you know they have a Netflix documentary or a show about I the do, hype house. And the problem is, I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> I kind of want to as well because, like, I, I don't know if it's like pre, like when they got super big, or is it kind of like current, or even if there is a hype house. I don't even know if they still exist. I'm going to look up the names in the Hype House right now. Hype House. Because I know, Do you know like any a... off the top of your head. Is it like, is it Charlie D'Amelio? That's when they, when she was still there. And like, uh, all right, I'm going to list off the names. Ready? Okay. This is according to Netflix.com. Okay. Petrow. Okay. His girlfriend, Maya Hayward. Her brother, Jake Hayward. Jack Wright. Vinnie Hacker. And here, get this new edition. Renata Re. Those are the six people who <laughs> live in the hype house. Have you heard of any of those people? Um, I have heard. I've heard Vinny. You've heard uh, Vinny B. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, anybody else? This is sad. I mean, do this they is... think they're famous? Because <laughs> originally I knew like, uh, like Charlie Dixie, um, Noah, Jake Paul. Uh, no, not Jake no. Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul? Um, <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry? Oh, no. Uh, Steph Curry. <laughs> LeBron James um, from Space Jam 2? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just very curious of how the show is. As of uh, what I searched up, it's 1.9 review, 1.9 rating. <laughs> That's not bad. I was expecting a lot worse. Is this really? on a 10-point scale? A uh, five-point scale. Oh, 1.9. That's not bad. That's almost two. Why is, there, why is there so many ones? I don't get it. Why are they flaming teenagers? <laughs> Maybe because it's boring. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the hype house is. It, it's, just a, it's just a house of content creators. That's it. So it's... It's kind of... It, it, it's, they, just, they just like live there and make content what do you what do you mean content like orgies content like like social media content like tiktok stuff instagram whatever whatever YouTube. oh but not for only fans no <laughs> okay I, I mean i was unclear i was just unclear <laughs> so it's all pg stuff i mean yeah pretty much wherever their audience is mostly for but i would say for these people it's um teenagers and like mid like anywhere from like well i guess i guess younger people also know about like all these tiktok celebrities that's really just for i would say lower end teenagers to anywhere from like like college kids so so we're officially out of the range of these so-called hype housers yeah (laughs) you know who deserves to be in the hype house dude perfect what happened to dude Dude perfect Perfect. they should be in the hype house no, no, dude, perfect. Or they're huge. They're they're much bigger than like those creators. Like, dude, perfect is actually like super successful. They have so all you. I'll, let me let me look up their um YouTube subscribers. They are big. They go on like tours and stuff like that as well. Dude, perfect has fifty seven point one million subscribers on every platform. You, no, no, no. This is just on YouTube. But um, yeah. Wow, I'm picturing like Dude Perfect, Impractical Jokers, 
Wong Fu Productions. I'm picturing all these big titans of industry living Wong together Fu? in the hype house. <laughs> hmm. Badlands Chugs could live there. These are all like <laughs> the OG YouTube stars. Sai, the guy who did Gangnam Style, he could be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the big boys, all the big ones in the league, you know? Huh. Lana Rhodes. I mean, all these people. <laughs> who else is big? Uh, who's that guy? Logan Paul, Jake Paul, Deji, KSI. Uh, who else? Who else? Nelk Brothers. Nelk Brothers. Are they <laughs> Nelk funny. Bros? Are they Nelk Bros or Nelk Brothers? Uh, Nelk Boys. Oh, Boys. Nelk Boys. No, no, no. They're just called Nelk. <laughs> oh, what about the Island Boys? Island Boys? Remember them? Island Boy. Remember that? <laughs> Where are they? I I don't like them. The Island Boys. You don't boys. like them? Why not? They're, they're the biggest stars on the planet. <laughs> they're cringy. They are cringy, but they're also on opiates, so you can't fault <laughs> them too much. Oh. Yeah, I, I just I, I just don't I just I'm sorry if I offend anyone. <laughs> All of our listeners are also Island Boy fans, so you've officially <laughs> cost us billions of dollars. I am canceled. All of our sponsors just dropped. I just got an email. I just got a Slack <laughs> message that said they're all they're all out. No more cinnamon sugar for you, Alex. <laughs> no, they're gonna charge you double whenever you go to the store. <laughs> they're gonna have your picture hanging up. Wanted, charge him double for all of his purchases. Oh, but uh, yeah, that's um, where what we're talking about again. I don't even. <laughs> what movie did we? Are we reviewing a movie tonight? Yes, yeah. So we do have a movie as well. How do we? How do we? How do we get to the hype house though? We went from brawn all in one to hype house. How? I don't know. I, I, we got to rewind the tape. How did it work? Okay, let's see. So we, uh, Logan Paul, Dude Perfect, Nelk Boys, Island Boys, Brawn all in one. No, there is a segue from Brawn to talking about something on Netflix slash TikTok. How did we get to Netflix? House. I don't know. I forget. How, how, <laughs> how do we make these, these jumps from one <laughs> I thing to the next? Know. I don't know. Huh. Anyways, 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 we do actually do have a movie that we were about. <laughs> yes, we do the title have of... a podcast <laughs> for today. Uh, the movie we're actually talking about today is The Suicide Squad, which came out in 2021. Um, I totally thought it was a second version of the original Suicide Squad, which... It came out in 2016, it. I think. Right. So I watched that Suicide Squad. I don't remember much of it. I did remember Will Smith was in it, um, but he didn't come back for the other one. But uh, Suicide Squad for this one. Oh, shoot. Oh, my mic just My mic just fell. <laughs> mic drop. Um, but for apparently for this Suicide Squad, Mason said that this was pretty much like a remake of the Suicide Squad as opposed to saying like it's the second one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's complicated. It's complicated. So there's a whole kind of history to this. So if you recall watching the 2016 Suicide Squad, that movie was trash. That was absolutely abhorrent. The one time I watched it ever in my life was in theaters. And I remember that was the first time I thought, maybe they do make bad movies in the theater. I was like, in the theater, I was like, maybe they do make bad movies. Like if you if you're in the theater and you know it's bad, it's bad movie. I mean, it was completely just it didn't make sense. The plot was all over the place. So 
let's see, however many years later it was, five or six years later, James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, both of them, um, he was like, hey, let me resurrect the franchise. Let me slap a hard R rating on there. Let's get down and dirty with it, as the comics were originally intended to be adapted as. So he made this new one, which is called The Suicide Squad versus Suicide Squad. And it's much more gritty, but it brings in elements from the first one. It's not a sequel, but it's not a remake. Because if it were a remake, it would recast the characters and things like that. But it keeps some of the same characters and even some of the... Like they mentioned the first movie several times. So it's not like, oh, we're just completely abandoning everything. But you don't have to watch the first one to get this one at all. You get a little more out of it because you've seen Rick Flagg, Harley Quinn, and Amanda Waller before. And Captain Boomerang. But... Now it's boomerang. boomerang. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. But this is kind of it's it's one of the first times this has been done where it's kind of like it's not a remake, but it's also not a sequel. So mm, I guess I it would lean more towards a sequel, if anything. But still, I it's its own separate thing. Like they could call the next one the Suicide Squad two, and it would be fine. So um, oh. yeah. But uh, with that being said, so. There are a lot of characters in this movie, a lot of people to keep track of. So I guess we'll just kind of go down the list. I mean, we can split it half and half, whatever you want to do. But I'll start off with our very first character we have listed here is Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie. Uh, Nothing else needs to be said about her. I think that's kind of self-explanatory. The she plays the character perfectly. You know, she kind of Joker's ex-girlfriend or whatever. She was in the OG Suicide Squad. What does OG mean? That's that original? Original. Just original? That's it? That's how I always thought it was. I thought OG meant original gangster. OG. (laughs) Am I? Is that? What does OG stand for? Oh, no. It it is original gangster. (laughs) Okay. Original gangster, huh? Um, Yeah. What happened? What what were we talking about? OG gangster? Harley Quinn. OG. (laughs) Harley Quinn is the OG gangster. Yeah. No, no. She's from the OG gangster movie. So anyway, anyway, anyway. So we have her. She's she's um, she's kind of on her own through a lot of this movie. I'll be honest, but uh, we'll get into that as well. Next, we have Rick Flagg, who is also in the OG. He was kind of the leader of the Suicide Squad, even though he doesn't have any powers at all. He's just a guy with a gun. He's an ex colonel from the army. Um and so he's he's kind of the main character, quote unquote, but not really. Uh, but he does play an important part in this one. Much better, much better than the other. I mean, this was just leaps and bounds better. Uh, he is played by, let's see here. I want to say, yeah, Joel Kinnaman. That's it. That's it. I don't know what else he's in. But anyway, next we have Bloodsport played by Idris Elba. So we he is literally the guy who shot Superman. So his ability is sharpshooter marksman great with weapons he has several slingshots and weapons that grow and he has this weird helmet that he wears twice in the movie but never again um (laughs) and he's just an all-around cool guy he's played by idris elba who he's in a lot of stuff you know who he is. he's british what more has to be said next we have peacemaker aka john cena uh we didn't see much of him in this movie i didn't really see him at all he didn't show up i i mean he was on the poster but like he i heard his lines but i didn't actually see him 
did you see Peacemaker in this movie? Peacemaker was he's in a decent amount, or not like he's in the movie, but like not for like long durations. I would say like his scenes are very short. Besides like maybe one scene. Yeah, but like I couldn't <laughs> physically see him though. Why? <laughs> his name is John Cena. <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> i had to do it i had to do it to him (laughs) uh but next we have polka dot man uh what what can be said about polka dot man polka dot man you know he's uh he's a man of few words (laughs) very odd very odd very odd villain not gonna lie um yeah his power is pretty much shooting polka dots at people and they disintegrate so it's yeah it, it's very deadly i would say yeah i mean don't let the polka dots think... fool you yeah <laughs> i mean they'll slice through things it, it almost acts like uh acid almost yeah would that be yeah. a good yeah mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like it, his power is because his mom did tests on him when he was a kid he she wanted to make him a superhero mm-hmm. and so she, apparently during these tests he turned into this guy who if he doesn't discharge his polka dots twice a day then he blows up so it's an interesting, uh, I don't know what you would call that. He's not really a superhero, but just an interesting power to have, I guess. Uh, and it, it's an odd choice, but it works in the movie. And, and we'll kind of explain why. So uh, let's see here. But next on our list, we have Ratcatcher 2, not 1. They couldn't you know, afford 1. It's uh, Ratcatcher <laughs> 2. Apparently her dad caught rats, and she's the second one to catch rats. To do it, yeah. Um, I, much, uh, it, <laughs> I don't know. She's as as basic as it is. I don't think she really has powers. She uses a machine to like call rats and stuff like that. Um, or maybe I mean I don't know. Maybe she does have like some connection with them, but was not really said in the uh, the movie? So she has this glow stick that she points out. Yeah, and the rats <laughs> are attracted to the light, and so they just. Call it <laughs> She's the Aquaman yeah. of rats in this. Like, if Aquaman really? can control fish, she can control rats. <laughs> so, true, true. What it, it's just a strange choice overall. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know many DC villains. That's the thing. So, yeah, I don't think anybody but, knows these people. I, I definitely do not. <laughs> They're so obscure, yet they somehow work within the frames of the movie. It's crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, next one is King Shark. Who is my boy. is our is is our long beloved Sylvester Stallone, aka Rocky? Um, King Shark is a humanified shark person. He's uh, a talking shark, um, in the sh- shape and form of a shark, but actually can like walk like a like a human being. Um, yeah, yeah. Apparently, doesn't have friends, but uh, he eventually does make friends in the movie. <laughs> Um, yeah he does he's a good yeah. art he wears pants too oh yeah and plus he doesn't need to be underwater apparently so <laughs> that's interesting yeah. um yeah and then we have amanda waller who is pretty much the mastermind behind all of the uh suicide squad's mission um she runs the black ops for the suicide squad missions where she pretty much gives all the commands She's on comms with all the Suicide Squad members, and she has like the possession of um, 
activating their bombs in their heads. So they have like these tracking devices um, implanted into their heads. So if for say like a suicide squad goes off mission or does like something wrong, she can like flip a switch and pretty much kill the suicide squad. Um, because all these suicide squad members are doing these missions to take time off of their sentences. Um, next yeah. person, we, we got our boy Milton. <laughs> <laughs> he, Milton. You know who he is? He's the Karoon from Eternals of this movie. Yeah. Milton, um, he's just like he's just like the the bus driver for the Suicide Squad members. Um, there's some comedic relief with Milton. Uh, he's not he, he's he doesn't have any superpowers. He's literally just an average guy who follows them around. Um, but yeah, that's that's a boy, Milton. And then we actually have one of the antagonists, uh, Thinker. Um, Thinker is actually he is responsible for. Uh, supervising and running the projects for this project called Starfish. And Starfish is basically um, a like alien starfish creature that uh, that was developed and um, documented like back in the days. And now Thinker is like the person that pretty much runs all the programs of like it staying alive, um, where it needs to be maintained, stuff like that. And then our boy Starfish, the actual like villain of the movie, um, he is, he first was, I think he was first discovered by the Americans, right? Um, is, that, is that, was that, was that documented in the movie? Yeah, first Starro by... was just kind of floating around in space. Oh, okay, okay. And then yeah, yeah. they brought him aboard the, one of the NASA flights in the shuttle, the Americans mm-hmm. got to him. They didn't realize that he shot out his little spawn out of his armpits and attached to their faces uh, completely took over their bodies. So they were like the walking dead basically. So they just had starfish attached to their face. They're really cute looking though. They have one little eye in the middle. It looks like a Pokemon <laughs> or something. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Star you, or uh, is that a Pokemon? Yeah. Star you. I'm pretty sure. Star you. St- it's a cute version of star. You it's just got one little eye and it's pink and blue. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got it. Star you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I was right. Yeah. Wow, that came out of nowhere. I I had no clue I knew what that Pokemon's name was. But anyway, yeah, so you got these little starros all over their faces. So they discovered this and then they uh put it away. And there we don't want to spoil it right now, but there is some impact regarding Starro and, and the US. So what we'll do is that was a great plot sum up. So thanks for that, Alex. So what we'll do is we'll go ahead and jump into the action. So Alex pretty much mentioned it when he was talking about Viola Davis's character, Amanda Waller, how, yes, so the Suicide Squad is literally just villains or people who have done bad things, and they are forced by the government to go do things that no one else will. That's hence their name, the Suicide Squad. They're the expendables of the DC universe. So even Sly Stallone is in this movie. So he's in both the Expendables and, you know, the Suicide Squad. So just a little tie in there. The Expendables is canon for DC. So really? like it, the Expendables counts as the DC universe. <laughs> DC needs to catch up to Marvel. So that's why they have the Expendables. Exactly. Exactly. If Expendables <laughs> versus Avengers. Expendables all the way. <laughs> I think they would win too. They have, uh, they, who do they have on the Expendables? They have, oh, Arnold. <laughs> Get to the Japa. Yeah, they have him. Who else is on the Expendables? Um, I got the Asian guy. Um, uh, that's all you need. The so. Asian guy? Oh, Jet Li. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Jet Li is a boss. I know there's like 50 other people, but they're all boomers, though. Yeah, they're uh, well, be they're they're past their prime. <laughs> Bruce Willis from Die Hard, I think, is in there. Jason Statham, uh, Gunner, who is also who's Gunner? Um, Gunner, the guy, the, the the Russian guy from Rocky. Drago. Yeah, Drago. Yeah. Yeah, he's, our boy. He's in there. Bruce Willis. Uh, oh, Terry Crews. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not past his prime yet. He's a piece of prime rib. That's what he is. Um, Yeah, I would take Expendables over the Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) No, I Uh, think, uh, yeah, Expendables would win against the Avengers. Anyway, this is called the tangent episode of Where's the Action? We just kind of go off into (laughs) random rabbit holes. (laughs) Back to the action here. So, yeah, so basically Amanda Waller has contacted these people, put chips in their brains, and we start off the movie with a completely different set of characters, including Kim Kardashian's boyfriend, Kanye West's nemesis, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson plays some guy I don't even remember. Uh, Oh, oh, he plays Blackguard. Blackguard, yes. Blackguard. And then we have a guy who can take his arms off. (laughs) The detachable kid is his name, TDK. We have a weasel who looks like a hairball got coughed up by Clifford, the big red dog. Like it's he a looked, huge hairball. He looked very animated to me. I don't know. He just not look natural. He looked fake. <laughs> yeah. Super like the shark looked better than him. Oh yeah. Well, the shark, well, they're, of course they're going to spend the budget on the shark. The sharks, the pink shark is the main character. <laughs> well, weasel. Weasel is just scary. <laughs> weasel is scary. He looks weird. But like the, the funny thing is nobody knew what he was. They're like, Oh, is that a dog? <laughs> yeah. In the, in the, when they're, they're like, oh, drop. it's a werewolf. <laughs> Get me away from the werewolf. They're like, no, I think it's an Afghan hound. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we have Weasel. We have a few other people. Savant, played by Daryl Dixon's brother, Merle Dixon, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Michael Rooker, a.k.a. Mary Poppins from the MCU. Yeah. Yondu. Um, Yondu, he plays yep. Savant in this movie, who can throw oh, a ball at a specific spot. That's his power. Mm-hmm. Um, javelin our boy pretty much carries a javelin not much really uh yep. he is I, I a swedish he, guy oh, he had an accent yeah 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 um there's this guy it's named from ikea Flag. he used to work in ikea <laughs> the meatballs um there's this guy named flag i don't know what he does um rick flag the main character oh oh wait, wait, wait. i put in parentheses which who died flag did not die in this scene um, so people who did die in the scene, Blackguard, Javelin, Weasel, uh, who's Mongal? Oh, is that the girl? That's the, yeah, that's the one who didn't have any lines <laughs> except a, a shout. She, I, I don't, she had no powers. We didn't get to see what her power was. Yeah, she did. We'll talk what about that. Power? Well, let's dig into the action. Scene, sir. So okay, long story back. short, long story short, all these people don't matter because <laughs> Amanda Waller sends them to this island. And they get dropped down. So it's all those nameless people we mentioned and Rick Flagg and Harley Quinn. Those are the only two people we have to worry about right now. So when they drop down, Pete Davidson's character walks out on this beach. So it's night. They just got down in the water. They had to swim for a little bit. Weasel almost drowned. So Savant had to save him because they didn't think they didn't know that Weasel couldn't swim. Nobody looked that up. So they they drop down. They all swim to shore and they're behind these rocks. 
And Pete Davidson gets out behind the rocks and he looks in the in the forest right by the beach and it's black, pitch black. He's like, all right, guys, we're here. And immediately, I would say probably 50 flashlights light up. And so now it illuminates the entire forest. Literally, we see the first one of the first scenes in the movie. Pete Davidson's face gets shot off. I'm sure this is Kanye's favorite movie. This has got to be his favorite movie. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, so so he gets shot in the face. Then it's just all hell breaks loose. So there's constant gunfire and things like that. Uh, oh, Captain Boomerang's out there, too. I forgot about him. Uh, Captain Boomerang throws his boomerang at two guys. And when it comes back, it slices one guy's head in half like a watermelon. It's kind of slides off. Very graphic, very gratuitous. Harley Quinn has a bazooka. She mm-hmm. shoots it towards the forest and blows up at least 10 people. That's crazy. TDK, the guy with the arms, he, he detaches his arms and he <laughs> floats his arms over to four of like these militia people and just starts bumping them in the head and, and like slapping their guns out of their hands. Um, this, this scene is played more for comic relief once you get the gist of the movie. That's really what this movie is. It's a comedy. This is... We talked about Shazam being DC's Deadpool. No, no, no. This is DC's Deadpool. It's hard R, got all the violence of Deadpool, but also the comedy of Deadpool. I think this is mm-hmm. this would be a more accurate description of this. And so you get the 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 mongrel, or is that the name? The the alien chick, the orange one. Yeah, Mon Mongal. Monga- oh, I get it. Like a gal, like a girl. Yeah. Mongal. Yeah jumps up at this helicopter for the militia, you know, the local militias defending the beach. This she jumps up onto the helicopter, pulls it down, kills a lot of people in the forest because it's, you know, the helicopter blade is chopping up people and stuff. There's a lot of blood on the camera. And then it actually falls. She's dead. I don't like what did she expect to happen? I mean, really, she took Suicide Squad a little too seriously. I mean, she was just ready. And so she pulled the helicopter down. Huh? She was the team player. <laughs> she, she, was. Actually won- she actually she was, was like, the uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, she was Giannis. Team player. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, team player. No, just kidding. He's a ball hog. Lonzo Ball, team player. I'm just going to keep shouting basketball names. So she pulls down this helicopter, and when she does, it chops off bamboo or something, or wood, or a palm tree or something. When she does that, Literally, Captain Boomerang gets splintered, like just tons of wood shards just chopping him up all over the place. It's in his stomach. It's on his face. He falls down. He's meanwhile, Harley Quinn starts running across the beach, gunfire all over the place. She ducks behind a rock with Rick Flag, uh, Javelin. He throws he doesn't even throw his javelin. He just kind of stabs a few people, then immediately gets shot. I mean, just shot up to pieces. He falls down. Harley Quinn gets next to him, and this is important. She takes his javelin. So that kind of, that's that's the first part. Um, and then eventually, after javelin gets shot, TDK's arms get shot in the air, and the rest of TDK, the body, is just kind of flailing around. Um, and so Savant sees all this. So we, we have Savant, Mary Poppins. He sees all this. He's behind a rock, and he's like, oh, hell no. I'm getting out of here. So he swims away from the beach. When he does so, Amanda Waller sees this from her little control room, and she literally presses one button with his face attached to it, presses the button, his head explodes. This scene was there, I think, to foreshadow, not foreshadow, but to let the audience know that she's not joking around, that she will press that button at all costs if you try to escape. 
So because they are villains at the end of the day, they are villains. So if they escape, that's another threat. So uh, he tries to swim away and his head explodes. That's very graphic. And then once his head explodes, we get his, you know, he's in the water, his dead body's floating. We get the Warner Brothers pictures splayed out in blood in the water. So this is all in the first scene now, or one of the first scenes. This set the tone for the rest of the movie. I don't, I, I really like this scene. I know you're on the fence about it. So what, what do you think about kind of this first beat? I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say I was against it. I, I mean, it was very fast. Like the, the scene opened up with a lot of, action we got to see all the the humor from all the different characters um it was, it was a lot to take in because you know we have all these characters to incorporate um some some characters get to shine some characters don't get to shine because they die pretty uh pretty soon <laughs> um and then uh what was it like the uh like the whole helicopter thing when it was just flying around killing people um and when it was just crashing that that was very it was, it was very chaotic but it was very good action i i liked i i especially specifically liked all the uh the heads getting sliced open and the uh all the blood splurting around from from the uh just like all the people they were taking down so yeah i i, I like this scene yeah no it's it's definitely great because you know what you're getting into for the rest of the movie right. like if you mm-hmm. had any doubts before this movie's going to be played for comedy at the forefront and then also great action but also very bloody and gory (laughs) people getting chopped up people's heads getting sliced in half i mean just the beginning so then we get a little more plot so it does do a flashback of three days before where we're introduced to the other people of the suicide squad Uh, this is actually there's a whole other team on the beach at the same time just at a different part of the island this team is our main characters these are the people we're going to so the flashback is literally just amanda waller going around to the jail and introducing each other to the team, getting them ready to land on the beach. So then it brings us back to the present day where we see the Suicide Squad. So we see Peacemaker, we see Bloodsport, Ratcatcher 2, King Shark, and Polka Dot Man. All these people, the five people on the beach, and they are sent there. We learn a little bit of backstory too. Uh, They are sent there to take down this Project Starro, which Alex mentioned earlier. Uh, we'll do a little rundown again. So basically the Project Starro is where the government you know, had tests and things like that. Well, they, were, uh, they wanted to get rid of Project Starro just because it could be a threat because this uh, island, the, the people of this island, the government of this island is having this star hostage. Or not hostage, but they, they have this weapon because they, they realize, oh, well, this, the island people can use this as a weapon on the rest of the world. So they want to put a stop to it. So that's why the Suicide Squad is there. So we do get uh, a, a few funny scenes in there as far as the introductions of the characters. After that, there's a little bit of walking around. Um, you know, we get to see John Cena in his underwear, specifically tidy whities And once <laughs> Bloodsport points out that he is wearing tidy whities uh, Peacemaker says, that is a racist term you just said. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that was pretty funny. Also, King Shark tries to eat Ratcatcher too because he has the taste for human flesh. So mm-hmm. definitely uh, some interesting interplay here. We also find out King Shark doesn't have friends. Ratcatcher too. It, it's a good group of characters. The chemistry between them is fantastic. I mean, you, every they're so weird and obscure but you can't help but like them. It's just the writing and the jokes are, are spot on. So 
Amanda Waller contacts Bloodsport, who's kind of the uh, the leader of this outfit. It's five group of people. And so she says, yes. So Rick Flagg has actually been captured by the militia, the local militia there. And we need you to go find Rick Flagg. So uh, now, so, you know, we didn't see Rick Flagg get captured, did we? I don't think we did. I don't did think we? we did, no. Yeah, it, it's just no. kind of assumed that he got captured. Mm-hmm. So they are doing this stealth mission. Now, the five people here, so, you know, the ones I mentioned earlier, they're on this stealth mission to rescue Rick Flagg. So they're on this camp. So it's it's kind of a, a jungle setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's there's a lot of huts and, and things like that and tents. So uh, definitely rugged and militia. And it's just very out in the jungle. The very first, this sets up our next action scene of the movie. Really, these are in very quick succession. I mean, we have the flashback scene and stuff, but really it's probably like 15 minutes after the first action scene. So we get these five characters and they're slowly approaching the camp. The first kill, King Shark eats an entire guard whole. So he just chomps him whole. I <laughs> I was, I mean, this movie really does deserve its R rating. I mean, it's just graphic. Um then, you know, there's a lot of, of action in this scene. So I wrote down a lot of notes. And Alex, if you wanted to maybe chime in too after I go ahead and explain if I missed anything. But Peacemaker throws a hatchet into someone's head. Um, and then he slices another guy's neck open. Bloodsport slingshots three people in the neck and the, in the chest. And I, I tried to count as many as I could. Uh, Peacemaker, literally there's a guy sleeping in a tent. And with a blanket on peacemaker literally just comes up with his hatch and just like chopping a sushi roll. I mean, it was insane. He was just like, chop, 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 chop. So uh, that was, that was kind of a funny detail they added. Um, it's, it's meant for laughs, I think more than anything. And then uh, peacemaker blow darts three people. So he's on a roof of this, one of these tin roofs of a hut. He blow darts three people in the neck. Uh, that's pretty cool. So it's, it's a lot of showing of different weapons too, which I appreciated. And then blood sport, literally flame throws two people. I mean, they've got like every weapon imaginable out. Peacemaker shoots a guy who's free flowing in the wind, AKA his penis is out. And, um, he, you know, he's just chilling. He was having, enjoying a cup of coffee on his front porch, no pants, no underwear. And uh, Peacemaker decided to, or excuse me. No. Yeah. Peacemaker decides to, to put an end to that. This scene, Alex, I know you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, but this scene reminds me, for our listeners, this scene reminds me of in Lord of the Rings. I believe it's the third one. So uh, Return of the King, where Gimli and Legolas are in the battle, uh, you know, the final battle. And they are uh, literally saying, oh, I've killed this many people. And no, I've killed this many people. So they're they're competing to see who can kill the most people. In that case, it was orcs. In this case, it was militia people. So you know, there's just a lot of killing and creative kills too. So that you've got the over the shoulder kill um, and Bloodsport actually kills a guy in a bathtub. So he shoots the leg of a table with a fan on it. And instead of shooting the guy in the head, he shoot, he does that. The fan falls over into the bathtub and electric. So it's literally, uh, it's, it's very uh, creative, the kills. And Peacemaker does an over the shot or over the shoulder shot. And Bloodsport's like, oh, it's non-lethal. It doesn't count. And Peacemaker says, oh, well, it was a compressive bullet. It's going to blow up. 
And sure enough, we see the guy that he shot blow up a million pieces, blood splatter and his livers everywhere. So uh, very, very interesting. And then the last major kill of this was when Polka Dot Man finally uses his powers. And I believe it's accidental or not accidental, but he didn't mean to or something. And when he does, he does it at the guard tower and he does it at the uh, support beams of the guard tower. So the guard tower falls and he kills it. That ends the scene. And then did you want to pick up anything before the big reveal? Oh, I, you forgot Ratcatcher 2. Oh, <laughs> oh, the one kill at the beginning? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. So it was so bad. Like, so Shark only gets one kill in this scene. The very first scene, he eats that one person, right? And then I think the next thingy was uh, Ratcatcher 2. She has like this one rat who just like starts attacking this one person. And then, then it jumps into Peacemaker and um, uh, Blood Sports <laughs> competition. Killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so while that's all being taken place, um, none of the other heroes do anything else. It was just very, just, it was, yeah, like you said, it was just more of a competition between those two guys um, to see who was more head honcho more alpha in the setting and so yeah i, I think it was a it was a, it was a cool scene i i liked all the um the creativity like you said where the one shot where you shot the tv or the stool that was holding onto the mm-hmm. tv and it like um fell into the bathtub and electrocuted someone and then another scene with peacemaker um when he was uh oh i i really liked his weapons he has a very wide range of weapons he has the uh the hatchet so like his first kill was a was just a hatchet throw, reminding me of Call of Duty. And then um, he also carries a sword, so he like slices up people as well. Um, so that's that. And then he also has guns, and so he really has just all the all the tools. He's pretty much the same thing as Bloodsport, which is um, kind of what uh, that was mentioned earlier in the movie. So like when she was recruiting all the uh, the villains. She, she was telling um, Bloodsport about whatever you villain's ability is. And then she was talking about Peacemaker. And then Peacemaker was like, oh, he was like, oh, so it's pretty much the same person as me. And then Peacemaker was like, yeah, but I do it like better or something like that. Right. And um, yeah. And then, yeah. And then eventually after they take down that co- that uh, that stand from Polka Dot Man, um, they eventually walk up. <laughs> they actually walk up to the uh, to the tent where Flag was actually there. <laughs> he was actually just like having a conversation with the woman, and they're like, "Flag," and he was like, "Bloodsport." And he was like, "What What are you doing here?" He's like, uh, I, "I'm I, I'm with the uh, the Freedom Fighters. Uh, <laughs> what are you guys doing here?" And they're like, "Oh, we're here to save you." <laughs> And, and the girl was like oh why didn't any of my people uh let me know you guys are coming <laughs> and they were like oh oh we didn't see any of your staff <laughs> like, killed them all. This, this is literally like the darkest humor you can get let's yeah. kill 35 people <laughs> in the <laughs> for a joke oh man yeah it was such a good like i i was oh. not expecting that i thought rick flag once they ripped open the tent would you know being interrogated and tied up and stuff but he's yeah. literally there sipping tea and looking at a map with a with the militia leader i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was so funny um so Whoa, these people like... yeah the, mm-hmm. the militia were are the the freedom fighters like you mentioned so they're trying to overthrow 
the Corto Maltese, which is the name of the island, that government, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a tyrannical rule. It's, it's something like, a, you know, Colombia or some uh, South American country. That's what they're kind of equating it to. So, yeah, that's such a great scene. Um, even though the whole the whole thing was played for laughs, but it still had really good action. I mean, I I, I really do love that scene. That was you know very memorable too, as far as the kills and and they're creative. They're I mean they've got so many weapons in their arsenal. So, and it mm-hmm. also shows it, it it progresses the arc of of blood bloodsport and peacemaker. So, like you mentioned, they even have a call out to that in the movie where it's you know they're both the same powers. They're just expert marksmen. Um, yeah, but. You know, uh, one of them uses smaller bullets. That was, you know, that's one of the one of the <laughs> quotes in there. But I do like one of the quotes in this part before they actually go in and start killing these people. Uh, Ratcatcher too says to to Peacemaker, she's like, "Oh, so they call you Peacemaker?" And then Peacemaker says, <laughs> "I cherish I cherish peace with all my heart. I don't care how many <laughs> men, women, and children I kill to get it." what a classic line if that doesn't tell you all you need to know about his character i mean that's that's uh that's a great line so uh yeah so that ends the second action scene the plot we get in between the second and third so basically now that most of the team is reunited however we are missing harley quinn who was captured but brought to the main kind of i don't know what he's a general or somebody high up in the government or he's the the president president, i believe right yeah yeah the president yeah yeah, he's the president him and her have a little uh, fling or whatever this honestly i don't know i've got some it it doesn't really affect anything i don't think in my opinion like the whole you think it's useless (laughs) um so long story short they fall in love or whatever she kills him because she realizes oh I see a red flag in you because you literally killed children before. So she's like, yeah, it's kind of a red flag. So, uh, so she kills him. And then that gives this other general guy, the presidency a minor subplot. It's not really necessary, but it, it does add a little bit. So, so that's what she's been up to. So then uh, long story short, uh, they eventually reunite with her, right? Am I, am I getting my sequence correct? They reunite with her. Uh, well, or is there a club scene first? There's yeah, there's a little bit. She's still like, at, she's still at yeah. the president's house when they're at the club. <laughs> yeah. What? So, so very very little minor plot is is kind of just like maybe like I don't know, ten or so um, of the movie. So after they uh, fight with the freedom fighters or, or re- reunite with the freedom fighters, um, the head person uh, has like a bunch of contacts. Um, that will actually help them through the city as they're supposed to get through to the city to find Harley Quinn um, because they can't do it without they can't do the mission without Harley and so they they go on a quest to find Harley so they have this guy that leads them and drives them around I think that's the guy Milton <laughs> hey our boy um, and then um, they have this club scene where they basically have intel of where they will actually meet um, see Thinker um, as I mentioned earlier, Thinker is like the uh, the the master scientist behind this project. He's been taking care of Star the Starfish project, and so Thinker is supposed like apparently he's supposed to be at the club at this time. And so, yeah, so the Suicide Squad actually goes to the club. They they take a bunch of drinks. It's very humorous. Like you get to see everyone let loose, have fun dancing around, <laughs> and it's actually really funny. So polka dot man. <laughs> For some reason, like they for the humor in this movie, um, they do a lot of things when it's 
revolving around polka dot man like <laughs> like because of his past his mom has scarred him for trying to make him a superhero supervillain with all these like projects and stuff and so he activates his powers or gets mad and because of that he like his vision is like oh i i like i'm like very strong because i want to kill my mom <laughs> and like it's just a funny scene where he's like dancing on the dance floor but then you see a bunch of his like like all the people around him or just like the his mom <laughs> um but yeah the uh, it's a very lively um air, very lively time like everyone's having a good time um they're drinking um you should mention the dress code as well oh yeah yeah so they all had to be uh because they were going into the city they had to all like change their costumes and stuff like that be uh, like playing their part be be like a regular tourist and so um all their costumes if i remember correctly no um what was it shark shark obviously could not blend in with them he was uh he had to stay in the car he wanted to he wanted to he do did, a disguise. He, did. he was like i do fake mustache <laughs> yeah his fake mustache wasn't his fake mustache is like putting his fin over his face <laughs> he, just he was like, like this. Yeah, yeah yeah um everyone i oh who is it bloodsport had a uh no 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 bloodsport or maybe it was bloodsport and flag they all had cowboy hats right and then uh bloodsport had like one of those um oh what do you call those pimp hats where it's uh like velvet like a, like a like beret a sailor hat didn't he have like a sailor hat or bloodsport no? i thought he had a beret yeah. on ah okay 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 maybe that's what it was the only costume um, i can remember is peacemaker john cena with his, wearing uh, the jorts and the lacoste <laughs> shirt that was way too tight, <laughs> which he wears for a big portion of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so pretty much they're just having a good time. But the the militia of the city actually is starting to get suspicious of the Americans on the um, on site because Harley, or actually, I think it kind of has the two plot points kind of at the same time. Harley says something, or I think the when they're investigating her, they know that there's other Americans on the island. And so that's when the militia starts looking for the, the suicide squad. And so they actually stampede the, uh, the club. They start saying, we're looking for Americans. So, so everyone show their IDs. And this is the point where um, the thinker, he's actually in the club as well. But uh, Bloodsport was able to like get him to the side and like, well, I wouldn't say like kidnap him, but kind of like hold on to him so he doesn't escape. And so he tells all his friends to go out from the back. And then he was like, all right, guys, I'll take it from here. You guys go out from the back. Um, and so he actually like sells himself. He's like, oh, I'm the American. And then Flag was like, oh, we got to play along. So he, so him and Peacemaker actually get um, captured. So Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and the Flag all get captured while everyone else escapes um, with the Thinker because they need the Thinker to pretty much um get into the base and complete the mission. and so it kind of this is a very minor action scene not really like a big action scene it's just them three in a uh, militia truck they're actually I, I think they're just like driving to the compound and in this very small scene um they they're like all handcuffed in the back seat there there was three other guards as well and so yeah so blood sports like smoking a cigarette um, I forget what the line he says. There's something about one one hit, one kill, something like that, right? Do you remember? All I remember is Bloodsport saying, I don't smoke, and then he had a cigarette in his mouth. 
um yeah so pretty much yeah. he says a, a line something about one kill or something like that and all three of those guys actually all hit each every bodyguard with like a headbutt i think i'm pretty sure and they just like knock them all out and then they eventually get freed oh i do and, want to mention uh-huh. uh well yeah they get free they're still in the truck and so right, right, what they right. do is they shoot so they're in the back of this governmental van type thing. It reminded me of one of those, uh, not a Humvee, but remember in Indiana Jones when they're in those covered trucks? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it reminded me of a little bit. So so I, th- I don't know which character does it, but they shoot the front. Oh, Peacemaker. The, was it Peacemaker? Yeah. 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 yeah Peacemaker yeah. shoots the front of the truck. And then I forget what happens, but all I remember is him reaching his hand through the hole. And there's a guy in the passenger seat of the truck and he just starts shaking him. It almost looks like he's jacking him off. I mean, like he's like shaking (laughs) his body, jamming his head up on the roof of the truck and Uh slamming him up and down. I thought that was so funny. Like (laughs) in the view, the shot, the camera shot is from kind of far away, which makes it even funnier because like (laughs) you don't hear anything. It's just you see John Cena just shaking this guy from the back. Oh, it's so funny. (laughs) But then eventually, yeah, so. Uh, peacemaker tries to grab the wheel to correct it because obviously the driver's dead so who's driving um mm-hmm. but there's this there's this tractor trailer uh, or big rig for people who aren't in virginia or 18 wheeler so the tractor trailer comes and drives up and uh, you know peacemaker tries to turn the wheel to move out of the way but can't and so it hits the the 18 wheeler and they and then they go tumbling down this hill but everybody's okay so everybody in the truck so rick flag uh, Bloodsport and people are okay, um, and so so this kind of leads to so it does cut to Harley Quinn again. She is being held hostage by the government because she killed the president. So obviously they're going to ask her questions and you know who sent you and stuff like that. So uh, while she's being interrogated, she's being interrogated by the new president and then another guy. Um, the president leaves, leaving the one guy by himself. He starts texting in front of Harley Quinn. She is hanging up by her arms, you know, on a rope in some, you know, I don't know where this is, some room in the president's house. So she's dangling above the ground. So what she does is she wraps her legs around this guy, lifts him up with her legs and literally snaps his neck. That was mm-hmm. crazy. I they, <laughs> like, this is, I don't remember her having such good action scenes in the first suicide squad. I mean, they really let her shine. And especially this whole scene is just extraordinary. So uh, what she does is I'll, I'll go into it and then, uh, you know, you can yeah. chime in if you want go to. But so she she has two pistols. She, so she grabs the pistol off the guy, uh, shoots three other guards that are right outside the room. She gets another pistol. So now she's dual wielding wielding pistols. OK, she walks out in this room and now she's in this circular uh, corridor. So there's a circular room and there are several pathways to go. So there's probably six pathways or six hallways to go separate places in the house. So what she does is she holds both of her arms out to the side with the pistols, just starts shooting people that are charging into the room from the different corridors. So she's turning, she's spinning around. She has her arms out with the dual wielding pistols, crossing her arms all over the place. She kills a total of 16 guards that are trying to come in. This is all with dual dual wielding pistols. Then uh, she, you know, she, once she gets out of this room, she runs out of ammo. So she rips her dress, wraps it around one guy, and then flips him over backwards with the dress, you know, tied around his neck. And he flips over and he flips into the person behind her. Uh, she also, so there are these side rooms 
kind of bars. They look like jail cells, but it actually just holds weapons and things like that. So there are several people in each one. So she starts banging this one guy in. His head is being banged in with the door. She also gets two machine guns. So now she's dual wielding machine guns. She kills 15 more people. So, I mean, crazy. This is just a lot of carnage for her, but she's smiling the whole time. And the whole soundtrack to this scene is a Louis Armstrong song. I see fields of green, red roses too. I mean, that's kind of stuff. And there's flowers all over the place. So we kind of get to see a little bit of her own imagination and her craziness come out because there are flowers. And then once she starts, you know, shooting people with those machine guns, their blood splatter becomes flowers. So they're like these animated flowers. You see little Tweety birds and stuff all over the place too. So her mind kind of seeps into the scene a little bit which I liked. Then once she gets to this outside corridor, main hallway, she finds none other than Javelin's Javelin. So this is a really great scene. So she actually stabs 11 people with Javelin in certain ways. So, you know, obviously she does the classic stabby, stabby stuff, but she stabs one guy in the foot and then she flips over with the Javelin. When she lands, she takes the Javelin out of his foot and stabs him in the chest. She also like shish kebabs a few people. So he she stabs two guards and they stack on top of each other and they fly into the wall. Uh, crazy stuff in this scene. I mean, it was just I don't know. It was insane. Uh, did I miss anything? I, I, I think I got everything. But again, there's just yeah. so much going on. And it it felt like I don't know what it would feel like. It almost felt it, it's so chaotic and kinetic, but it somehow it flowed so well, like just her mm-hmm. going through this hallway and pop 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 shooting people and it's very gory and there's a lot of blood uh neck slicing as well she does use a a little dagger as well so i think i missed that but uh yeah just overall great scene yeah um just to add on like the whole camera work of this scene is amazing as well like Mm -hmm. starting from the beginning like you mentioned the uh the circular corridor um, it's it's like a bird's eye view, so you could see like all the direction um, where she's shooting at each every single hallway, <laughs> and then it goes to like the second hallway where like she's just fighting guys with like when she rips off her dress and she's using that fabric to like strangle people, so she's, and she's like throwing them around. Um, you get like views from in front of her, behind her, sides, um, and then for the the other scene where she starts like. Um, killing people through the last hallway with a javelin it's kind of like a, a panning shot where it's it's slowly progressing from one end to another mm-hmm. end and it's just like rolling along the the cart while she's like casually taking guys one by one like moving progressively to the other end of the hallway um, <laughs> eventually she uh yeah so she eventually like finishes all the guys in that area and escapes and it's kind of funny because the whole operation with the suicide squad they (laughs) they made this this plan um and they're like gonna split up they had like rat catcher like uh like in a bird's eye view like uh polka dot guy um making sure there's no like militia cars coming in king Um, shark is looking at a bird (laughs) yeah he was like Oh yeah, when they were talking on the the, the comms, he was like, "Bird, <laughs> bird." <laughs> and then, um, what was it peacemaker, peacemaker, and bloodsport? Uh, and then, oh no, 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 peacemaker wasn't there. He was. Um, yeah, he was, I, he was oh, in the clock tower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He Still was wearing his location. shorts. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bloodsport and Flag, they were actually about to like rope into the building that she was in. And <laughs> it was kind of funny because like Harley Quinn was just doing all this carnage and she just comes out of like around the corner and she's like, oh, hey guys, <laughs> what are you guys up to? Uh, she like, literally, <laughs> oh, she literally hailed a taxi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because uh, she got into a taxi and then she saw her um, her teammates um, just like running around. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah so, what, a, what a great scene. It was, it was um, funny. It was like, oh, we're, we're about to save you. She was like, oh, do you, do you want me to go back into the tower? Then you guys can take me. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll do that. <laughs> um, yeah. But. Yeah, it was, it was a great scene. Very good spot-on scene for Harley Quinn, which I think, um, I, I I would say that she probably has that more of a role because I think, isn't she, she's just like more of one of the signature characters in the DC universe. And so they just showcase her because she's in a, like, she has her own movie, right? Harley Quinn? Yeah, I think it's called Birds of Prey. I think it came out uh, a few years ago. I think it was like 2019 or something, but. Okay, okay, gotcha. That's yeah, what I and- thought, but yeah. Great, great scene, Operation Harley. Yes, so uh, Operation Harley is now complete. And so now they're all, so the, the entire Suicide Squad is now reunited. So everybody's together. Um, they also have the th- with them as well. So what they do is there's basically this big tower called, uh, Ju- we're just going to call it Ju- Jugenheim Tower because I don't know how to pronounce it. Jugenheim, Guggenheim, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, yeah. the tower. We're just going to say Jugenheim. the tower. So the tower, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Basically, the government has now guarding this tower at top security because now they know that there's people here, Americans here, that are trying to access the weapon, the star, the big star rope. So they have the thinker drive in because the thinker has been toying with the star rope for decades. He's been doing tests and things like that. So they know him. The guards know him. So he's authorized to go in. So he drives this big van with the entire suicide squad ducked down so the other people can't see. They drive all the way up to the main entrance of the tower. And the plan now is to set up bombs inside the tower and just blow the whole thing sky high. So once they arrive at this tower, it starts raining heavily. In fact, it rains so hard, you can't see two inches in front of your face. It just looks white. So what they do is once you know the whole team assembles outside of the van, uh, we get a cool hero shot of everybody walking towards the tower. It's soaking wet everybody's there and looking all badass and stuff, including Milton. Um, Milton is also <laughs> he's at the, the, the very edge of the side, but he was still part of the suicide squad. <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah. And so, um, so there is the first, I believe one of the first shots is Rick flag, just literally going up with the shotgun and shooting these two people. I love the camera view though, because when the two guards are shot, it's from behind, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the camera's from behind and there's a hole in between the two of them where the shotgun splatter completely right. just tore them apart. Yeah. So it kind of uh, tore maybe like ha- a half crescent in each of their bodies. So I mean a hole. So I-, I thought that was a really good shot. No pun intended. Then the uh, let's see blood sport. He has these, this like slingshot thing from his wrist. So he does three of those. I believe one of them goes into somebody's eye. Like it's, it splits their glasses, hits their eye. Uh, That's crazy. And then uh, there are two more in in people's necks, um, uh, shoots them through there. And then Peacemaker brings out his signature sword. I mean, talking about Lord of the Rings. I mean, he literally looks like Aragorn with his sword and he's just swinging and slicing people up this, up the front and 
I mean, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. The final shot. So they're, uh, you know, the final guard that gets killed is by King shark. So King shark, literally uh, he's trying to rip this guy. He's pulling, he's pulling. And then the guy rips in half and King shark goes, and then a a thunder and lightning strike behind him. Uh, What a cool scene. What a cool scene. So you see the guy's innards fall out, obviously, because he just got ripped in half. So uh, definitely cool scene. You know, if I'm being honest, this is why I'm nice to BP now because I'm afraid he'll grow into King Shark. I really think that might happen. I think so. he might eat you alive like he was when he was about to eat uh rat catcher <laughs> when they're <Yeah>. camping. <laughs> yeah, right. He'll eat me in my sleep. I I really do think that I mean that's why I'm nice to like Google and Siri and stuff, because once the machines rise up, they'll remember me. So you always gotta be nice to your devices and your goldfish because you never know what they'll turn in. But anyway, so that was the last kill of the uh, we, we're calling this the siege of Dugenheim or whatever. Um, so w- now, did I miss anything? I, I hopefully I, I got everything for that or. Yeah, no, no. I think you covered everything. I don't remember any other smaller details. Um, yeah. One thing I kind of just like thought about was like Peacemaker. And is like, I don't know. I just think his suit does not match with his weapons of choice. <laughs> I don't know where he kept the sword. I know. He's literally like wearing very... khaki pants and like a big long sleeve t-shirt. And and like a, a mask. <laughs> and, right. Yeah. The toilet bowl on his head. Yeah. Like where where is his weapons coming from? But then Bloodsport, the thing is Bloodsport, his like weapons are like attached to his suit. And he just like pulls like the little pieces and they actually like form into like uh like his guns and like uh like his yeah. attachments it's, to his it, guns. It reminds me of the Iron Man nanotechnology. Right, 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 right. But I, yeah, when you were describing that scene, I was like, where is Peacemaker getting his weapon? <laughs> it's a long sword. It's not like a little mini dagger. I mean, it's a full yeah, big yeah. sword. It's a, it's a big sword. And like, it's, it's, it's cool, but I'm like, where's that coming from? <laughs> um, yep. So, yeah, so um, they <clears throat> eventually they do make it to the tower um they <laughs> pick peacemaker smashes the thinker's face into the uh into the uh like eye scanner a couple times and then it opens and then um they eventually get into the tower and they like lock themselves into it because they see the militia coming into the uh the building as well and so they they place all their bombs um like throughout the tower because what they're doing was uh, like every single store will have like bombs to pretty much blow up the whole place. So let's see, my notes say, so after they like finish placing all the bombs, they actually see like one of these uh, hallways with the starfish, like uh, I wouldn't say slaves, but the starfish like captured humans. So um, starfish, he Starro, like what he does is like, out of his armpits he like shoots out little starfish like mini versions of himself and they actually attach to people um and they get like enslaved or captured they pretty much like become a piece of him and so i can see a bunch of them like all locked up and that's when uh the thinker actually talks about more about the project and how it's actually a u.s government project but it was like top secret um, in agreement with this country right here to like continue mm-hmm. to do the project. But like 
it has to stay undercover and that's why like um uh, that's why yeah waller that's why waller sent them because she wanted to destroy the whole place and not let anyone know more about it so destroy the evidence in the paper trail mm-hmm. and things like that so the actual mm-hmm. real villain of this movie is the u.s government apparently mm-hmm. so, so um, yeah and, and so no oh, i was just gonna say that this this leads to the next action scene so it's actually two of our heroes i don't know they're anti-heroes i guess it's kind of unclear you know <laughs> as far as what they should be labeled as but two of our main characters actually face off in this moment uh we get good before we go into that i i want to say rick flag in this scene some of the best acting in this movie like he uh, so he's he says this line like once the thinker says all this to him he's like oh you know i literally served my country and this is what they do like it's it's just a, a a brilliant character moment and i don't know you could like really feel his his energy so i i just i really liked rick flag's character and so yeah rick flag has this i guess you could call it a floppy disk or something i don't know why but it, he job. found it very quickly he found the <laughs> like he opened one panel on this whole wall full of panels and he's like oh it's this one i don't know how i know <laughs> maybe he was briefed really well but i don't know mm-hmm. but anyway so so he's there. He's like, oh, we got to let the people know about this. We got to bring this to the press and things like that. And Peacemaker walks in and he's like, oh, I didn't trust him. And then Peacemaker and then Rick Flag's like, look, and then he kind of explains everything. And then Peacemaker's like, well, I signed up for a job and I'm gonna-. and Rick Flag's like, even when you know all of this about the U.S. government and and he was like, I will serve my country. I'll serve, you know, it, it really shows how the like freedom and liberty and peace and all that really blinded him. Like, like he mentioned before, he'll find peace at whatever means possible, including killing people. Um, This face that this leads to the fight where Rick flag and peacemaker face off. Um, I, were you expecting this? Just curious. Were you expecting like a fight between uh, any of our main characters or anything like that? No, I, um, I didn't, I didn't see this coming at all. Like the whole, plot twist of oh this is actually a u.s government um project like this is uh this is like very shady like um on like this is like this is like very classified doesn't um can't be leaked type of thing we have two different sides of peacemaker and flag we have different perspectives of it and so yeah it was very uh it was was just another plot twist to the uh to the movie and i think it was great because like you get to see the uh, the two teammates actually um go after it right and 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 it makes sense story-wise like their characters don't have to morph to the story like they really like those are the believable responses to that mm-hmm. twist so to speak so it, it it perfectly makes sense why the two of them would face off so this leads to a really good action scene not a whole lot um it's it's there's one it starts off with a good camera shot so peacemaker takes off his mask or he has his you know helmet there and it's very shiny so the camera actually shows the two of them fighting in the reflection of the helmet but it's a long shot too it kind of pans a little bit probably like a 10 15 second shot a great shot um i you know it's very unique i remembered it but just a lot of, of punching it's really raw and like headlocks and a peacemaker throws Rick flag at the ceiling a few times and things fall. Uh, keep in mind, they're still in this dingy, uh, you know, kind of research area as far as Starro is concerned. It still has that lookout for Starro. So you kind of window there. So, uh, but yeah, so, so then, you know, Rick flag and, and peacemaker are still punching it out. 
I believe one of the, I, I think, yeah, Peacemaker smashes Rick Flagg's head against the wall. You see the blood trickle out. That was a good, good detail. And then uh, they get to this kind of bathroom area. So they smash the bathroom sink and the, and I think there's a toilet there too. I don't, they smash that and Rick, uh, Rick flags on the ground at first, but then uh, Rick uh, hits Peacemaker's legs with a, a pipe, like just a random pipe that's laying around. Peacemaker falls and then Rick flag gets on top and he's choking Peacemaker with this pipe. This is when Peacemaker finds a tile. I want to believe it's like a, a toilet tile, um, just to make it a little funnier instead of like a, just a regular <laughs> ceiling tile or something, but or a floor tile. So, uh, but what he does is Peacemaker grabs this tile and actually stabs Rick Flag in the heart. And we know it's the heart because we actually get a camera shot of a piece of tile stuck inside his heart. We see blood splattering out. Um, this was a really good scene. I mean, what a great action scene. It, it, but it just has so much character and, and just a lot of things building in it, a lot of tension. And because I didn't expect them to kill off Rick Flagg because he's a legacy character. I mean, he's from the OG movie. So I thought he'd at least stick around. Mm-hmm. But you never know who's going to die in this movie. So, um, yeah, so the tile is, you know, slammed in and, and Rick Flagg says the line, Peacemaker. What a joke. And then he falls down and dies. So I it's it's such a good scene. I don't know. I get so excited talking about it. And like even the um like uh, Peacemaker's face after he kills him, there you can tell there's a little bit of remorse in there. And it, it makes him question, like, oh, what if I what if I'm wrong? You know, what if I'm not doing the right thing here? Which does set up some things later on, which we can talk about maybe later. But yeah, I did I miss any? I I, I really do. I, I love that scene. I think it's good. It's got a lot of tension in it. Yeah, it's just I think, a lot of punching and stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's classic. Yeah, not really, not nothing like extravagant besides just very very classic man to man combat. You know, just push, pushing around, um, throwing each other, and making things break. Uh, like it was it was a very I think it was a very emotional part when he did stab flag mm-hmm. um i think i think you know deep down he he, he had a friend but then eventually he had to kill him um sadly because i think like part of him is just, like still thinking of like what he's, he's assigned to do um like carry out the mission but then like he pretty much has to do everything what's in his best will and so yeah if it had to be to kill a teammate than he had to so yeah unfortunately he did and so uh oh yeah and that's that's because like they were fighting over this flash drive or not flash drive hard drive thingy and eventually like oh we also you forgot to uh mention that um so the uh the building had exploded <laughs> and like oh, yeah, uh, we, forgot. <laughs> we somehow forgot that so the building started exploding and we'll get to like the the mishap because of that but like the building was starting to collapse and so like before they were fighting they were like knocked out and everything and and like pretty much there's like debris everywhere and it kind of divided everyone and so like peacemaker and flag were actually like on this other part of the debris and then uh rat catcher and uh who who else was she with oh she was by herself with the thinker well with sebastian her rat Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't forget about Sebastian. Um oh, and then the thinker actually gets killed as well. The thinker actually gets killed by Starro. Starro like he's been like uh Starro gets like super 
as as like you can see in the movie starro has like evolved into this giant starfish like mm-hmm. i i don't know like buildings like, tall yeah yeah he is huge <laughs> and he actually like grabs thinker and rips him apart which is very like out of a sudden like um i thought thinker was gonna die from one of the uh the, the suicide squad members but he actually dies from starro because <laughs> starro's like oh this is my chance to get revenge for doing all these tests and stuff on me um but yeah that that pretty much sums up that scene and then it, it goes to it's actually very unique how they like mm-hmm. uh transition scenes they have like these four uh like, title cards uh, yeah title cards exactly and so like this title cards is eight minutes earlier so the team actually split up and so from the other team members of the shark, uh, who else was there? Oh, Bloodsport and uh, who, who's the other person? Polka Dot Man? Last person. Oh, Polka Dot. Yeah. He, man, and I Milton. keep forgetting about, yeah, <laughs> I keep forgetting about Polka Dot Man. He just, he, he just needed more love, to be honest. Um, yeah, Polka Dot Man, uh, Bloodsport and Shark actually, oh, and Harley Quinn, that's right. They actually were on the other team who were like planting bombs and all over the place. And so pretty much they were done planting all the bombs and they go into this room and they get surprised by one of like the henchmen that were like out there, like searching for them. So they eventually do like they do kill him. I'm pretty sure Bloodsport, uh, I think he throws something or no, maybe I think he shoots him in the head. I'm pretty sure. And then eventually they, they're about to like start roaming around, but they like get into cover. They're just uh, in like, oh yeah, they're hiding under desks, I remember. And eventually they're, they're hiding and then more militiamen actually come out. And so they start coming out, but then we get to see Milton. <laughs> Milton, Milton unfortunately dies um, from like a gunshot and... You know, it just, it just, it's just so sad because Milton was, uh, he was one of the the OG Suicide Squad members. <laughs> I thought he was going to get his own spinoff for sure. <laughs> Good old Milton, and it's actually very funny because um, uh, they they have like a, this little co- comic relief part while this whole scene is taking place. Like when they're hiding under the desk, they're like, "Who just died?" And they're like, "Milton died." And Harley was like, "Milton? Who's Milton?" <laughs> like like are you sure we have a milton on the team he was like they're like yeah milton was a blah 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 he's always been with us he was with us the whole time and they're like huh really (laughs) it's really funny um but yeah so eventually the militia guys come out and polka dot man being polka dot man like as we said like his power is to shoot polka dots which are like acidic and i don't like very like dangerous and so he actually shoots his polka dots and harley quinn is shouting no because she knows like one of the bombs got dropped and so when the polka dots are like shooting towards the militiamen one polka dot actually touches one of the bombs that was dropped and that sets off the whole um bomb explosion chain and that's how the whole tower starts to blow up um but yeah that that whole part um, pretty much domino effect everything else like water started uh oh there's apparently uh, yeah there was an aquarium that mm-hmm. the shark was uh <laughs> yeah, i was hoping you would mention it the shark uh so he he was like in his own room he kind of just like walked to the side 
he actually like found these like uh they weren't fish but they're like they look like light bulbs yeah they they looked i don't know if they look like jellyfish to be honest. Yeah, but Do like they? imagine a jellyfish, but the eyes were on top of the little ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. it's funny because he's like making friends, quote unquote, with friends. Because <laughs> they're like, he was just like looking at them. He was like, oh, they can follow me around when he's like walking around the aquarium. Um, but then the aquarium explodes because of all the bombs. And so, yeah, it, everything is now exploding all pretty much uh things are flying the tower is tipping as well and so it's a it's a it's a high adrenaline scene where uh people are going to be flying out the flying out the building and shark flies out he actually lands into the ground without breaking anything which is actually cool because like you think he would die flying out the tower <laughs> King shark uh, is invincible what are you talking about <laughs> um and you know we we see bloodsport hanging off the uh the edge and then eventually he does get pulled up by harley quinn um and him harley quinn and polka dot man they have like this slow-mo where like after they finish like swimming slash getting up from the water the tower is actually falling at the same time so they have to jump from another from the falling tower to the like the stable part of the tower the bottom half of the tower and it's all slow-mo as well. And so it's very cool to see all of them just jump out of the tower. They all land into the other tower in three different ways. Uh, Polka Dot Man lands on a surface, I'm pretty sure. Harley Quinn uses the javelin that she mm -hmm. had. And she stabs like a, like just like a beam. And she holds on. And then Bloodsport, he has like one of his tools um, that he actually like shoots into the uh into the like beam and he's like hanging on so yeah and then eventually as i said king shark he uh he did fall but uh, like all the military men they just like shot at him and they didn't really do anything as well <laughs> they literally went through a full clip they unloaded on him and then yeah. once they were reloading king shark literally just got up <laughs> he, he did the old luke skywalker like where he brushed off his shoulder yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and then his first thing was to eat like he the first person that like was the closest to him <laughs> um but eventually it does go back so i so like we said it said eight minutes earlier so because of like the the whole building was collapsing and i mentioned like earlier as well with the flag and peacemaker scene when they're duking it out um eventually uh blood sport his like chain that he's holding on to and like breaks and so he like lands on a piece of um like he lands on one floor and then the tower just collapsed and so he, he goes down to the next floor and then it collapses again so he goes down to the next floor and then he goes down again to another floor and so and eventually gets down to the same floor as where peacemaker was and peacemaker was actually um so after he killed flag which is um like a big thing where rat catcher she was like on this other side and she saw the whole thing where she where he killed flag and she actually got a hold of the hard drive and that's where peacemaker was able to catch up with her and he was about to shoot rat catcher it was about like literally moments before blowing her head out <laughs> and and um that's where our boy bloodsport actually made a comeback and they met eye and eye and it was just about to be like, oh, what is going to go 
what's going to go down? Like, he sees Peacemaker about to kill his teammate. He's probably like, what the? <laughs> and they have, like, this little cowboy showdown. And it's, it's, it's a super cool scene. They, they both make eye contact to each other. They know exactly what's going to happen. Like, they both draw their guns at each other, and they shoot a bullet. And it's it's a it's a two two way slow mo scene where you see Peacemaker's bullet come, and it's like this like thicker bullet, kind of kind of chubby looking, and then you have uh, Bloodsports. It his bullet is like it's like very small but like pointy and thin, um, and you get the two bullets coming in slow mo to each other, and you see the two bullets collide, and then you see Bloodsports bullet goes through the bullet from peacemaker and it goes and shoots and it lands onto peacemaker's neck or his throat yeah and it doesn't and it like pretty much knocks him and so yeah that that pretty much like has like the uh the whole action scene for the uh, eight minutes earlier uh quote unquote yeah anything i missed uh, no, you got everything. I, I just wanted to add a few. So, so when King Shark bit that guy's head off, the mm-hmm. eyes on the head kept moving around. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not sure what that's about. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that I didn't think that was a reflex or rigor mortis or anything like that. But, uh-huh. but yeah. So it, it, it's just a great scene. It really shows, uh, you know, how everybody's working as a team, and then it's funny when Bloodsport <laughs> collapsed through each of the floors and. Um, and then, you know, eventually the, the smaller bullet thing. So that was a foreshadowing from the beginning of the movie where, uh, like you mentioned earlier, when Peacemaker and Bloodsport are talking, Peacemaker's like, I use smaller bullets, which apparently is not the case. Um, because, you know, obviously he gets shot in the neck and dies, quote unquote. And then, yes. And then, so after that, you pretty much touched everything. Um, I do want to mention like the piranha things, the, the light bulb piranha jellyfish looking things uh they were you know oh yeah shark and stuff yeah so they mm-hmm. had like they were almost like leeches like they would suck on oh, to king yeah, shark yeah, yeah. and he was trying to fight mm-hmm. him off uh they he thought they were his friends but they weren't um, <laughs> but i guess the fish are friends not food thing is not true so uh, <laughs> shout out finding nemo in a row but the <laughs> but yeah so um, I yeah, I like the scene. I I really, I mean, I like the framing device too. The fact that it was eight minutes earlier, and it was eight minutes. I mean, it was legit. You know, they they weren't kidding. It was eight minutes earlier. Um, it, it's just a really creative use of framing devices and how to how to actually set the action scenes up. So we had we kind of have the two uh, storylines. So they're now connected. So now we're in present time, and so the rest of our our heroes, so Bloodsport, King Shark, Polka Dot Man, Harley Quinn. And uh, who am I missing? There's one more. Bloodsport. Oh, I guess Peacemaker's dead. Oh, Ratcatcher too. Ratcatcher too is so they're outside, and we see the rest of the you know uh, part of the tower falls again, and it kills a bunch of military members, and you know people are trying to run away, and uh, the, you know our heroes are outside, and we see Starro, this big huge big chunkest looking starfish come out of the tower and the whole tower is destroyed. He's got the one big eye in the middle. Um, Those kind of, you know, looks cute. I mean, it's a pink and blue starfish. I, I don't know how you can describe. Um, so he lifts his armpit and you can tell he doesn't use old spice or anything because out comes <laughs> these 
little tiny versions of himself. Yeah, we were teased that at the beginning and throughout the movie, but they, we finally see it happen. So they all spread. They, it looks like little fleas going out because they're so small compared to this big guy. And they start like everyone's like, whoa, what's that? Because keep in mind, none of these characters know the origin because the people who were in the place. Well, I said Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher knows, but nobody else knows. And so everyone's freaking out. And so Ratcatcher's like, cover your face. So everyone, you know, uh, she puts her mask on or whatever. And King Shark it doesn't affect him at all. They try to lash onto him. Uh, they last try to lash onto his face, but they don't do anything. And then Bloodsport just starts shooting him out of the air with his things, but then he does a bit of cover up as well. And then I believe Polka Dot Man, uh, he just kind of flaps him out of the air with his hands, and he's just swatting yeah. him out like flies. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, and and so so everyone is is shielding their faces, and Harley Quinn also is shielding her face. And so the, most of the actually all the rest of the people there are now infected, and yeah. they you know they they're all presumed to be dead because they have these starfish and starro literally just starts walking off and he starts going towards the city of corto maltese and they hear something from waller so the suicide squad they hear from waller okay your mission's done everything was destroyed as far as evidence uh you're good to go and then Bloodsport is kind of like wait we're just gonna let this thing walk away and so Bloodsport is like you know what screw this i'm going i'm gonna go kill him and so eventually the other members of the Suicide Squad join in and they start doing this hero walk towards Starro in the city that Starro is destroying. And Waller's like, oh, you better you better go back right now. You don't want you don't want to kill that star. I don't know why she has a country accent, but um, <laughs> y'all better not kill that star now you hear. Um, and so once she you know, she's almost about to hit the kill switch, which as if, if you recall, all of them have the kill switch in their head. So she press of a button, they're dead. But luckily, one of the people in the office uh, actually hits and knocks out Amanda Waller. So now she can't kill, you know, kill the Suicide Squad. And the people in the office that have been working remotely this whole time, they've been working from home, I guess. I don't know. They <laughs> they say they start taking over. They're like, all right, Suicide Squad, Starro's in, you know, over here and he's doing this stuff. Um, so this leads to the final action scene of the movie. This is the uh, Starro. It's actually there's this funny there's this funny title card that says, the Suicide Squad versus Starro the Conqueror. And then it starts this whole battle. So, um, yeah, so it's basically a lot of carnage. So Starro is continuing to take over the entire city of Corto Maltese, taking out buildings, just stepping on people and, and you know, kicking them and smashing it. And um, we get some good scenes here. So, uh, you know, we have all of our heroes. They do have a part to play in the death of Starro. So... Polka Dot Man, he does his best. He imagines Starro as his mom. And so when he <laughs> shoots his polka dots, it looks like a big woman with a leg and the leg is being burnt off. Um, it's actually Starro, obviously, but we see it from Polka Dot Man's point of view. And he's like, yeah, guys, look, I'm a superhero. I'm a motherfucking superhero. And then he gets stomped on immediately. Yeah. And that's the death of Polka Dot Man. One of the main characters <laughs> just gets... Like it's like playing this heroic music and then the music just stops once he gets stopped on uh, played for played for laughs. It was very funny. Um, and then we get, I, I think I, I forget blood sports. I think he just keeps shooting. Right. Yeah. I mean, blood sport does like he, his role is just like he, Oh, he uses like all his uh, nanotech and he makes his gun like this, like, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. it. 
it turns into like a first it's like a regular pistol and then it, it turns into this big assault rifle yep um with his and then it like turns into an iron man suit as well yeah <laughs> um yeah all he's doing is is, is he, he yeah he's just shooting starro and then eventually shooting all the uh the zombified starro civilians as well yeah right? and then yeah. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. we have I forget the sequence of events, but I believe Oh oh Shark. Shark is um <laughs> Shark, he just tells Shark, he's like, Oh, uh, it's time to go eat or something like that. Oh, I thought <laughs> he like... said I thought he said Hulk smash. <laughs> he says something like it's time to eat or something. He's like nom that. nom, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's nom nom. And then he yeah. yeah, and he goes takes a bite at a star <laughs> <laughs> he just go, literally goes up and jumps on his arm. You can see him dangling there, like eating flesh out of Starro. Uh, good, mm-hmm. good, good scenes. But that's all King Shark does. Then we get mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. I think she's somehow got on a rooftop or something. Right. And um, while she's on this roof, Ratcatcher pulls out her little fleshlight thing and shines it out. <laughs> and it what it does is it calls all the rats. So apparently Corto Maltese was... Uh, quite rat heavy because <laughs> this might have well have been New York City subway because there were probably millions of rats there. Maybe not millions, but thousands upon thousands of rats. And they start, you know, going on Starro's legs and they're starting to bite. And and then, uh, you know, all like there's just ton, infinite supply of rats coming. So while Harley Quinn is on the roof, I think Bloodsport says something like javelin. And then, you know, she thinks about javelin and then she's like, oh, wait, look what I can do. So she does this kind of running jump on the roof and has the javelin in her hand, stabs it through Starro's eye. So now she's in like the fluid of his eye. That must hurt. Imagine putting I mean, people put in contacts and they accidentally poke their eye and they're out for the day. But imagine that like javelin being stabbed into one eye, the only eye you have. Anyway, so then once she stabs the eye, it's, it's almost like she's underwater because there's water within the eye. There's liquid. And you see yeah. the outside of Starro. Like, you know, he's like, whoa, whoa. And then rats actually climb up Starro into the eye and start eating like at his veins and stuff within his eye. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. weird stuff. And <laughs> get another external shot of Starro. And there's like blood in the eye. So now all the water inside the eye was is red. And, you know, eventually he, he just kind of collapses. I mean, if some, if a rat ate my innards, I would probably collapse as well. <laughs> and Star was like, I am a head out. He does a big fall and that's it. And Harley Quinn gets out and she's okay. And everybody survives that fight except for Polka Dot Man ripping rest. But uh, yeah, so we get, you know, we get a little, uh, not exposition, just like a, them talking and, um, they they are heroes now so they and then they get lifted up by this helicopter and away they go so that concludes the suicide squad did i i mean uh, that kind of is my summation of the final fight but is there anything else you wanted to say about it mm, no that's pretty spot on yeah the uh the whole uh rat infestation <laughs> was i did not see that coming as well is is so so out the box um yeah she's just using all those rats to uh climb up to starro and just like bite into starro and we got sebastian leading the charge yes sir our <laughs> boy at, ratatouille he's at the very uh he's at the very top of the starro and he's leading all his friends up to the uh, starro to take him down but yeah i thought it was 
I mean, it's an interesting way to, to take down sorrow, but I mean, if it works, it works. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that concludes the action scenes for the Suicide Squad. So what we'll do now is we will actually dig into our favorite part of the movie. Alex, I know you had one on deck first, so I'll give you the okay. give you the phone to, to go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So my favorite part was um, I went to say my favorite part was the uh, the Operation Save Harley scene. Um, so it was it was just a, a very creative opportunity for Harley. I, she she got her own like time to shine, which I don't think any of the other characters had their own single time to shine. So like Harley had like um, however many long minutes that she had to showcase all her abilities. And so it just started off with her um, choking the guy from um, choking the guy when she was like hanging in the chains and she, she just like breaks his neck. And then it just eventually leads to another thing where she's akimbo guns with her pistols and she's taking out all those guys. And then, then she goes to the hallway scene where we get all those different camera shots. Um, and she's taking down all those guys with uh, like, she like rips her dress and like strangles all the bunch of the guys and then cuts all their throats. And then eventually the javelin scene where she's down the last hallway. And it, it's just a great camera shot of just going from point A to point B and she's taking all these guys. Oh, and all the the special effect with like the uh the uh like the the flowers and birds um, mm-hmm. following her. That was cool. Uh, yeah. So I I think that whole scene was um amazing. And so yeah, it was great, great, great part to just showcase one person. And I wish that the other characters had something similar to that. But maybe there's other reasons why. But yeah, I I think that pans out my favorite part of the movie. Nice. Yeah, we were talking before we started recording, and I I do like that scene. I think that was my favorite. But after talking about the Rick Flag versus Peacemaker fight, I think that may mm-hmm. may be my favorite. Just the mm-hmm. whole part about when this the thinker does his monologue, his villain monologue, and but he literally says the truth about what's actually going on. That twist I didn't see coming. So I had seen this before we did this review. I saw it when it came out. You know, the same day release on HBO Max and. I, I I did not expect that twist at all. I mean, it was it was such a great twist, and it was so on character, and it made sense within the movie. It wasn't like out of nowhere. And then just the the fact that Flag and Peacemaker fought the the fight itself wasn't great. I mean, it, it was good. You know, they had some solid action in there, but I I think it was just what's really memorable. It it, it kind of has this argument. It, it really does bring in current affairs and things like that. It has a lot to say without saying it. And I really do appreciate that. And I really liked it, uh, especially when, I mean, that classic line with flag is like peacemaker, what a joke, you know? And that's just, that's solid acting. And, and, you know, there's a lot of stakes there. So I, I, I just can't talk enough about that scene. That scene was top notch, just action. Um, just the, the, that whole section of the movie and, and also the, yeah, how it just kind of falls into place. And then, how it ties together with the whole movie is, is really great. So I think that would probably be my, my favorite part. All right. Um, so that was a good part for our favorite parts. So now we'll go on to our not so favorite parts with the uh, doesn't pass a vibe check section. Um, I'll start us off. So <laughs> I wrote down everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant, like in that way because like a lot of the i don't know i just thought if it was a 
a super villain movie where we get to see a bunch of super villains. Um, like it'd be cool to see them throughout the whole movie, but like as we progressed throughout the movie, <laughs> a bunch of them die. Like uh, especially like the very beginning of the scene, like uh, with all those like like not so like we didn't know any or I didn't know any of the uh the villains and the like the the team one when they did team one and team two. So like mm-hmm. team one was just a bunch of people that I was like, who who are all these? Um yeah, they're they're cool for comedic relief. Um, but I would, I would think it would have been cool if they were more like also in the movie as well. But then it could also be like something uh was it like a a bigger Avengers movie, but they probably didn't have like a budget for or something like that. And so yeah, so the Suicide Squad, like the first team, like all of them died except for like two of them. And then eventually Flag, he gets killed, did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah. And then and then our boy, uh, what was his name? Mortise? Milton, Milton, Milton. Milton. <laughs> Look, even you forgot Milton. There's a whole thing in the movie. <laughs> is uh the Milton, he's uh, you know, our boy general, he's just a regular civilian, and unfortunately he was helping out the suicide squad and he dies. Um, so rest in peace, Milton. And then polka dot man, he dies as well. Like he just gets stomped on. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah everyone dies and then all the civilians die because they get zombified by the uh the little starfish that suck onto their face so it's very sad to see that but yeah i don't know i just wish that more superheroes or i guess the super villains didn't all die and see them um take down the starro at the very end but yeah that was just something i i wish i could have seen but i guess it kind of just played within the plot because then again it was a humorous video or movie so it was like kind of funny seeing the the first team of suicide squad all die (laughs) right uh yeah yeah they pulled uh yeah they pulled a deadpool 2 remember in deadpool 2 when like that Mm -hmm. he assembled that big super team and then they just died instantly (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly that's what it reminded me of so um yeah i mean that's a valid complaint i mean i figured it was like the original suicide squad a lot of people died in that one too so I kind of mm-hmm. expect it like it's 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 I think it's honestly one of the cool things about it. It's like well, you legit don't know who's going to die because these are just obscure characters. So, you you know, you're really not meant to care for them, but you do in a way. So but yeah, I think that's a good does not pass the vibe check. Mine is not as thematic. I'm wondering why King Shark wears pants. <laughs> I don't know what he's packing. Like, does he have a big shark schlong or what does the shark schlong look like? Does he human? I don't know. What's he got in there? Maybe he wanted to wear clothes so he can fit in, like as the you know that's like his superhero outfit. Okay, <laughs> just, you're right. Maybe just yeah, regular shorts. Yeah. Even though he's a humanoid shark, he needs a costume. <laughs> exactly. All right. Maybe is, I can buy that. Maybe I can buy. That. Maybe he, he just wanted shark? to seem like more of a human. Because uh, is he King Shark without the shorts, or is he just a shark? without yeah exactly with shorts exactly he gets his king status when he puts those pants on exactly yeah <laughs> why doesn't he wear a hat he can wear a hat easily put it on his fin yeah yeah i can see that yeah i can see that yeah <laughs> also what size pants are those this has got to be like 4x oh yeah he has a big waist he's probably at least like 44 maybe no bigger bigger he's thick him he's like thick 50. with 15 c's brother <laughs> Probably like a size 50 plus, maybe. Yeah, maybe. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, that's, that was my one thing. Another thing that's is the last thing I didn't really have much, but, uh, it was kind of a, well, first of all, thinker, the thinker wears vans. Um, he's <laughs> really, I didn't catch not that scream evil villain. Uh, I didn't catch the thinker that. as a whole was okay. Um, I don't know. He was, he served his purpose, I guess, but yeah, he wore vans, but also there was a scene where they are first going into that big space where Starro's being held and they have all of those captive people and the humanoids with the stars attached to their faces, they're all talking. And one of them says, Oh, the thinker literally had his way with me. That's really kind of problematic because this implies that like the thinker even was like, Oh yeah, uh, there are corpses underneath the stars. So he mm-hmm. literally banged a corpse with a starfish attached to <laughs> face that does not pass the vibe check at all i'm sorry I, I i get it was like a throwaway line and it was supposed to be funny but i was just like yeah. you know, not, <laughs> i was cringing a little bit i don't know if you caught that line but i was like that, i don't that think i caught not, it yeah I don't yeah think I caught no it. it didn't yeah it does not pass <laughs> the vibe check and and you know besides that also the, the beginning par- part with harley and the president falling in love and then her killing him I feel like they could have, I don't know. It just took too much of the movie. It was like 20 minutes of just them eating dinner and banging and, you know, candlelight and bathtubs. I don't know. It, it just, it was way too long and it took a lot out of them. It kind of stopped the movie in a way. So they could have mm-hmm. done her a little better, but I mean, it did give us the breakout scene. So she had to be kidnapped somewhere, but still, I wish she had reunited with the squad a little earlier, mm-hmm. but yeah. It, yeah, but those are my only does not pass the vibe check segment, you know, uh, kind of observations there. So, but other than that, all right. Well, did you have any other ones before we move on? Yeah, I, I think you had very valid points. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, we will move on to our unique rating system. So as you guys may be aware of, we do a unique rating system every week this week. Uh, we have decided to rate this movie uh, a, a, on a scale of one to five polka dots. So polka dot man being an obvious, uh, you know, one of the main characters and that's his power. So we are going to be basing it off of polka dots. So with that being said, Alex, did you want to take it away? Yeah, I can take it away. So this was my first time seeing the Suicide Squad. I um, I saw... The original Suicide Squad, probably when it like near when it came out, but I I don't remember anything at all from that movie. <laughs> I think I streamed it and it was very blurry as well, so <laughs> I was getting like 360p um, for the movie. But um, yeah, I I don't remember much of the movie, but this this movie, um, this Suicide Squad Suicide Squad from 2021 was very good. Um, I, I thought it was a great movie team up type of uh, action movie where you have multiple heroes. Um, I think seeing all their abilities was great. Unfortunately, like not everyone got to showcase their abilities more. Um, that's kind of something I wish that happened more. Uh, just, you know, we, we could see more Polka Dot Man, more the, the King Shark. Um, and I think Fly could have actually had more as well. I think he's kind of like a like a second tier character i think it was more focused on peacemaker and uh, and uh the, the, the blood sport yeah blood sport and then also harley quinn um so i think those three took up most of the uh most of the camera time and then you had the second tier heroes um but 
yeah, regardless, I think all the action was great. It was very, very, um, like, very fast-paced. Like, I enjoyed every all of it. Like, I just was very well into the movie that I just didn't have any issue just, um, like, watching it at all. Like, every single scene was different as well. So I thought it was great. Um, so if I had to rate it out of five polka dots, I would say this would be a nice 4.8 polka dots oh wow very nice very nice yes so uh, yeah i i agree with all of what you said really i mean i i definitely think this movie is definitely one of the best that dc has done especially mm-hmm. in this modern iteration that they're trying to do i don't even know if this is in their quote-unquote cinematic universe i guess it is i don't know i don't know what they're doing over there but uh, definitely just a fun time i mean the runtime is two hours and some minutes, but it goes by quick. I mean, it's literally an hour and a half. Um, all of the actors in it are fantastic. I mean, I love these characters, even though they're so obscure, you really feel their chemistry and just the fact that they work together as a team and it's just got, and, and it's great humor. The dialogue is fantastic. I don't know. There's, there's not enough I can say about this movie really. Um, only complaints. Like I mentioned before, there are some subplots that could have, been deleted or done differently uh, made a little more entertaining but uh, overall i mean every character and i'm glad that they gave rick flag time to shine too he was terrible in the first one he was just kind of dense and not really didn't do much but in this one he's a very main character so i appreciate that so they kind of um, you know they take all the good elements out of the suicide or out of the og suicide squad and bring it into this new one which is i think everyone should just forget the other one existed and just use this one as a frame of reference because this is just, it's so fun. It's so colorful and vibrant and it's so funny. I mean, the comedy is great, but it also has something to say too about, um, you know, the U S government and cover-ups and what would you do for your country, even if it meant doing this and that. So it does have a, something to say, which is it's hard to pull off in a superhero movie, but I think they did it very well. Uh, the villain uh, Starro was great. I love Starro. Just what a weird villain to do a movie with, but um the thinker was i but i think he served the plot well i i don't think he was uh, i don't even think he had powers he was smart scientist with metal rods poking out of his so uh, maybe they could have had somebody more evil there um but definitely yes i don't wait can you still hear me uh yeah i can hear you uh oh no my you're camera back. froze i saw that yeah, yeah i saw you like wait froze. can he still hear me or am i gonna go no, blank you're good you're good now <laughs> all right we good we good uh, but yeah, I was saying, so it's just basically a fun ride. I mean, besides those subplot, I mean, it's just a great, great ride. All the actors are in the characters. I like to see more of them. I mean, I'm watching the Peacemaker show right now on HBO Max. It's great. It has the same humor and it really brings the characters. Peacemaker is the only one, but you also see a few of the office people as well bring back. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, just a great, great time. So I am going to give The Suicide Squad out of five polka dots. I think it's almost there. It could have used a little more uh, pacing, but yeah, it's just a great, great overall fun time. One of the the best, probably top 13 superhero movies for me, at least. Hmm. Nice, nice. Um, Yeah, hopefully, I mean, it'd be cool if they have another Suicide Squad movie. But um, yeah, I actually want to watch the uh, the Peacemaker uh, spinoff show. Um, because of this because uh um does the does the show like pretty much take place right after the uh the suicide squad 
finishes. Yeah. So you see the after credit scene where Peacemaker's lying in the hospital bed. It picks up exactly right after that. Oh, okay. Yep. Nice, nice. So it's it's pretty instant. And it does give like a recap too when you watch it. So uh, is it so is the show like him being an actual superhero or is he still like on edge as a villain and he has to repay his debts? Like as, I don't want to spoil mission. it. It doesn't go in the direction you think it is. It's even more played for comedy. And it's it's really so, it's so good. Ah. Yeah, it's it's more of a comedy if, nice, than anything. Nice. Okay, <laughs> like, cool. And it, it just brings in like the most random people. I mean, it's similar <laughs> to Suicide Squad, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, you'll you'll just have to watch it because I don't want to spoil it. But it's it's mm-hmm. really good. Like the way the way they portray this character and everything, it, nice. and it, it adds a lot to this movie too because you see him in this movie and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I totally get where that comes from. You know, so definitely definitely worth the watch. Mm, okay cool um yeah i'll definitely try to watch it i'll probably watch it next week as well so i'm binging shows as much as i uh start working so yeah Alrighty. so the last segment of the podcast uh is our fun fact and so question for today's podcast um i i thought of this uh this question when i was talking to my team sunday and so the fun fact is what is a life hack slash new skill that you use? And so it can really be anything. Um, and so I'll, I'll give you some time to think about it. So my like life hack slash new skill, I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll list like a, like a handful of them. So like one thing I use, especially in my apartment, I use uh, my Google Home. And like if you have like this uh, adapter that it connects to like floor lamps, um, and plug it into the wall because it's like not the right outlet to uh, connect with the light switch. I, I automate my Google Home to turn on the lamps. And so we have three lamps in my apartment connected to this, uh, into the like Google Home system. And so like whenever each room we're like in, we just like, say, hey, Google, and then like turn on and off whatever lamp. And it's very convenient because I should have got one in college. Oh shoot, my <laughs> my lights just turned off. Um, oh, I, hey, <laughs> hey, I was like, hey, wait, Google. I thought your power went <laughs> on or something. No, uh, hey Google, turn on lights. There you go. Um, and so, yeah, and so I and I was just thinking that I was like, oh dang, in college I should have had that. When we lived together, the room that I was in, the lamp it was, so was not co- it was not connected to the right switch, and so. <laughs> It's just so painful to manually turn on that lamp every single You'd time. You'd have to walk through the dark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Room, walk all the way over to the lamp and turn it on. Yeah. And so, yeah, doing this uh, Google Home and then the smart adapter to the lamps I have in my apartment have been such a life-changing experience. I don't know if I could ever go back to just regular light switches. <laughs> um, and then another life hack. Uh, let's see. Um, I guess... I don't know if it's really a life hack. It's kind of common, I guess. I don't know. More people know it than I, like, before I knew it. But, like, for, like, sweaters and, like, hoodies, like, I don't know if you ever have, like, these, like, nipple, like, bumps on the shoulders. It's from, like, the hangers, certain hangers. And so, like, there's a different method to fold your sweaters and hoodies on a hanger where instead of you, like, normally go through the bottom and like stick it out from the top you actually like fold the hoodie in half and then you like 
fold it from the top like in a triangle. I have to show you how, but it's like better because <laughs> like I never I don't get the the nipple shoulder things on my sweaters now, and it's great. <laughs> I don't think then your nipples go in the shoulder. No, 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 no. So like the hangers, the hangers would like cause like a little clothes hang, like clothes nipple thing on the shoulders. And I'm like, why do my sweaters have this like annoying like bump on the? Sh-? I'm like, huh, it might be the hanger. And so like I saw this like life hack video where it's like, oh, you're like not sp- supposed to do that with your your sweaters and stuff. And so you have to just fold it a different way to prevent it. And I'm like, wow, I never knew that. <laughs> I didn't know either. I mean, I don't wear <laughs> clothes anyway. I don't even have them up, so they're still laying so, in my dryer. Uh, I see. I see. Um, Interesting. I don't really have any other life hacks. I've got. I don't know. Yeah, I've yeah. I've thought of one, but oh. I don't even think it's a life hack. So <laughs> whenever I make two egg, right, you got to right. have a plate to put it on, right? Right. Well, what if I told you you don't have to use a plate? You can use three paper towels doubled up on each other and put it under there. You don't even have to use a plate. I don't even have to do dishes anymore. You have to buy more paper towels now. Right. But it, that's easy. I mean, that's a hop, skip, and a jump away. Shout out to Target from being right across the street. But no, I just double up paper towels, slap it on there. It, it, it catches the yolk and everything, the runny yolk. I dip it in there. So yeah, I get a little bit of paper towel bits. But other than that, not bad. Not bad at all. So that's my life hack. I don't have anything else because I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do life yet. Hmm. So let me know if you guys make a two egg sandwich, how it works out for you with the paper towels. <laughs> okay, cool. Wow. I was hoping you would have something very like funny, <laughs> but I guess, I guess a paper towel will do. I don't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow dang so yeah that wraps up our night episode of uh the suicide squad 2021 i hope you guys enjoyed that episode hopefully um hopefully we sound just as energetic as in this episode as in our other episodes but yeah thank you for all the support we had a nice great podcast for today i really hope that uh i don't get diabetes from these uh sugar loaves <laughs> and hopefully i get a new keurig soon so be on the yes you'll have to keep us that. updated yeah um but yeah i will catch you guys on the next one peace yeah thanks guys for tuning in it's it's uh we're, we like being the superhero podcast we've done a lot of superheroes maybe we'll mi- mix it up maybe we won't uh right now we've done dc marvel dc who knows we might do a marvel one next week but regardless you know thanks for tuning in and yeah like alex said uh, thanks for tuning in. Be safe out there. Uh, go shout out, to, you know, Badlands Trugs. Um, I don't know what he's doing. He's still chugging away. So go, uh, go, go watch. <laughs> like I said last week, we don't know how to wrap this up. But all right. Well, guys, catch you on the flippity flip. We'll see you next time.
on this computer. Okay, I started recording. Is that a chewy or a soft one? Um, or is it both? Chewy. Wait, that's a kind bar? Mm-hmm. It makes my jaw hurt. Uh, it says chewy with a crunch. No oh, crunch. so it is both. Chewy with a crunch. I don't think there's really a crunch. No, except your teeth crunching together. Those are hard to eat. These are good, though. Healthy. What flavor is that one? Uh, dark chocolate chunk. Ooh. I put the chunk in dark chocolate chunk. Those are the best. Um, what's the <sighs> did you have dinner mm-hmm. would you oh yeah you had uh... didn't you tell me what did you have you had... oh the chicken uh-huh. chicken thighs and rice what what type of chicken it's just chicken thighs I um baked. Just put a lot of seasoning. Oh yeah, that's what seasoning. Ketchup and sriracha, and I bake it. So the seasoning I put was like chili powder, onion powder, salt, pepper, and elder or something else. Paprika. Paprika. That sounds pretty good. No lemon? No lemon. I probably could add some though. Lemon would be how, good. I don't know if all the flavors really mesh together well. No, definitely not. Lemon's overpowering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Mark Puckerberg. It'll make you pucker up. Uh-huh. Every time you eat it. God, take these away from me. What are you eating? Popcorn? No. Um, those chips. Uh. Sponsor. <laughs> All right. Ready? All right. Um, Are you ready, ready for you, big boy? Wait, what episode is this? 28? Oh, yeah. Noise. All right. Uh, where's the timer? Timer, 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 timer. I don't know. All right, ready? Yeah. Um, episode 28. You did that little like. <laughs> episode 28, The Suicide Squad. 2021, three, two, one, go.